city of Corvosa, largest in Varesia, greatest of the Chalaxian colonies. Her past rulers had never sat easily upon the Crimson Throne, but now a spark of change burns through our city. For good or for ill, let us see what is written in the cards. My name is Zalara Zendane. I am a Harrow Reader from West Dock. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the heroes who would rise to defend our city in the days to come. Rather, it is the story of Corvosa. Sugarfuel Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Curse of the Crimson Throne, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 94. We welcome Anesh, who is going to be sitting here listening to us from <laughs> yes. Portugal. Yep. It is the mysterious it's voice of commentary. Audience. It's, it's totally our live. It's totally our live audience. <laughs> <laughs> All you had to do was fly. God only knows how many thousand kilometers from Portugal to New Zealand. Tracked in hours. It's weird. Twenty-eight hours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My legs hurt just hearing that. I know. Yeah. It's actually. If you play Pokemon Go, then hell, you have a Pokemon Go from I'm not sure you can play that Pokemon Go. That would be awesome. <laughs> you don't play Pokemon Go, do you? No, but one of my friends does. <laughs> you know, her trainer code would be a wonderful <laughs> Oh my god. Yes, just, just apply it with that Pokemon crack. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when last we left our heroes, yep. so you were in the Acropolis of the Enshrined, uh, yep. disturbing the ancient Cthuloid monster that's trying to sleep here. Yeah. Now, to be fair, that wasn't us disturbing it, it was Redhead Girl. <laughs> no, actually it wasn't us. Well, well, initially it wasn't um, Redhead Girl. It was, yes. it was, um, initially it was Progeny 20 Kills. I think yeah. we should call him Thumps while he walks. <laughs> <laughs> then it was the assassins that have been sent here to kill you. Um, they were quiet though. And you yeah, were, that, that's what Jack appreciates. Well, right <laughs> up until they were. They were quiet yeah. until they deliberately started throwing sound bursts around. The yeah, but that yeah. was the that was no. the redhead check. You have encountered Cinnabar, yes. the woman with the strawberry hair. Presumed mm-hmm. uh, logic would suggest the leader of the assassins, although you still haven't actually seen her. She was yeah. invisible the entire time and then left. Yeah, she's totally a, a, a main. Tomorrow character. I shall prepare the invisibility. Okay. <laughs> hey, I can put sparkles. I just need to know where to aim the You are also in the company of Shadow Count Seol, who is totally not a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is just, he is lurking around here doing his own thing. And, and now we fortunately don't have uh, Alagos, so we don't have someone scowling at us asking, why did you team up with a vampire? Somebody who's uh, put Theric of Asmodeus and probably no, a vampire in the first place. No, he figured out that he was an owl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe, yeah, that's, where, say I believe so. that's where we left it be, when yeah. we were waiting for the uh, Havaro to go back to sleep mm-hmm. and for its tendrils and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were talking to Seol and offering him a sort of proof. Quid pro quo. Mm. We'll tell you why we're here, and you tell us why you're here. Yeah, and he's here for the cloak, basically. No, no. Says, yeah, I represent. The, I represent a secret organization called. The, I represent an organization called the Brotherhood of Bones. Those who worship Asmodeus as the, as our Lord of Pain and Fear. He is owed a debt from Casabon. His soul has not yet been paid. 
Dark, dark, dark. Yeah. And that was pretty much what we left out, I believe. Mm-hmm. Anyone can dispute that if they think otherwise? No, that's, no, that's pretty much how I remember it. That is Check wrong. So, this kind of might actually work out then. <laughs> Alagos yeah. looks so upset by the concept of teaming up with him that he gets the NPC virus, coughs slightly, and fades into the background. <laughs> <laughs> So, because we've already signed a contract saying we'll tell him why we are here. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. because Ciel is an Asmodian worshipper, he got you to sign a contract yeah. that said we will both divulge why we are here in an honest and open yeah. fashion. We are looking for something to help us kill Casablanca. Yep. At which point we don't mind who gets his soul, it's okay with us if it's Asmodeus. Kill Casablanca? Yeah, um, you know how Asmodeus doesn't have his soul? It's because he's not dead. This actually has a pretty good poker face. This is obviously news to him. He's making no particular... He's not trying to hide that from you. But he just listens to this, you know, very carefully and sort of nods. Not so much surprised, just going... My sense motive starts at 23. Can I... He's not trying to to hide the fact that he is surprised by this because he's openly going to tell you that. Um... But he's just—he's—he's he's a really calm, really chill, unreactive guy. Like he doesn't go that can't be or oh my god, how can this possibly be? It? Is this a, like the Tavis situation where he got slightly must when things went to crap? Uh, not even that, maybe. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Seal is way cooler. Seal is sexy pants like Tavis. No, but he uttered a Tavis. That is indeed new and disturbing information. How certain of its veracity are you? Very certain. Tell me then what you know of the fearmonger Casabon the Terrible. So, a thousand years ago, he was this dragon who was con- trying to conquer the lands? <laughs> and his eyebrows go up again and he nods at this and you actually can roll me a sense motive check oh yeah can you know that? Right, or I can just look hopefully it's still yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually pointing this at the uh, okay I actually rolled pretty low 29 cool <laughs> I rolled pretty low and got an 8 so I think we'll go yeah. with you uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to bother to roll <laughs> See all nods, steeples his fingers, and makes mm, noises at this. Mm. Uh, and you actually can't tell. No, uh, he has ransom blood. Ah, no, no. Uh, you actually draw even with him on that. Oh, really? So he looks surprised, but not that surprised. You're unsure if it's like he already knew this, or he's heard rumours and this is just confirmation, or mm. obviously if the Brotherhood of Bones know enough to be looking for stuff to do with Castle Bond, and yeah. they clearly know enough to come here, he must know yeah. something. Yeah. But maybe he knew that he wasn't human, for example. Perhaps. That is as much information as you get from the GM on the dice. So then the Palantine Alliance were trying to defeat him and they thought that as Jack says, the Palantine Alliance, she glances at Elagos, but... Looks sad. <laughs> In his NPC bubble. And um, they were trying to defeat him, and they lots of people died, like um, Mandravius and people like that trying to kill him. But Amalia Isaflame survived, and she had all these artifacts of Casafon, so she hid them. 
and she hid one of them here, so that's why we're here. Because we think we need the artifacts to kill him. Yep. Interesting. <clears throat> Most interesting. So it seems like if we can get the if you help us get the artifacts, we'll kill Tarsabon and that'll achieve your mission. <laughs> the eyebrows come up slightly like, like sure you just get That would certainly clarify matters for the Brotherhood Bones. If he is certain, if, he, if the beast is still alive, then we certainly see his death. Asmodeus is owed a soul. And we want him dead too, so. What was the deal that he made with Asmodeus? Are you able to, to tell us? He thinks about this for a moment and then. I am certainly able to do so. In exchange, I would request to know what it is that you, what it is that you know of, of Casabon's life and his present whereabouts. Like obviously, you know he's alive, so obviously you know more than Seal does. Mm. He's totally prepared to sign another contract for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think at that point we yeah. are family meeting. Yeah. And see all will in so much as he can without exposing himself to danger, just steps off into the corner to actively let you do it. Okay. So the question for the table is do we tell about the queen? Do we tell about the queen? Because that's kind of information. I don't necessarily want to tell a, cousin, a group of Asmodian clerics that want Castle Bond dead that she. That they may not share our concern for Queen Eliosa's life. On the other hand, as true. Silver points out, this is valuable information. We could put a proviso in there that they're not to kill the Queen unless we're all dead. Because honestly, if we're all dead, I think at that point somebody needs to kill Eliosa. We could, we could just say that he's in the city. Uh, I think you want to say more specific than that. My interpretation certainly would be that he wants more for exactly what was in the contract than in the yeah. city. He worked that out with a couple of commune spells. Yeah. You can tell um, that it's the ruby in the crown, but not tell... It's a crown she wears every day. <laughs> yeah. At, the, at that point, it's going to be pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how much is affecting the queen in things, eh? But just say that um, Kassabun resides in the ruby in the crown. No, it's not in the crown. Truth. It's not. It's no longer in the ruby. I think it's partly. I think it's partly in the ruby. No, it was specifically mentioned that it's no longer I, in the I don't the, think we should try and cheat Seal because he's scary. So either we tell him <laughs> we're, that it, it's in Kassabun's in Iliosa. Or we just manage without the knowledge about what the deal with Asmodeus is. He's like just standing in the corner taking notes on a scroll. <laughs> yeah. Not we'll of just, what you're saying, per se. Yeah, well, we'll just hope he doesn't have super vampire hearing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, He's totally I'm, not a vampire. I, I'm just going to let you guys talk and then I'm going to ask for a stealth check. So. Yeah. Because <clears throat> he might walk but, but, but we're, we're talking in quieter voices yes. than this. And he is, yeah. if he is trying to listen, he is doing a spectacular job of not sitting there going like this. <laughs> Yeah, he might work out for himself that the um, king's being affected by the crown, but all we have to tell him is that <coughs> the castle's in the crown. No, I don't think so. First off, I think that would be counting as cheating him, and I don't want to do that. And secondly, it's a very distinctive crown that Iliosa wears 
every day. <laughs> well, I would say we don't, gentlemen, say we're just trying to make sure we don't trigger any of the dragon's divination magics. Because dragons have magic, so he's got to have something divination, right? Nope. I didn't follow any of that. Um, Garen's saying, tell him that, not tell him about where Kazon is. Kazon. Damn that poor thing. <laughs> um, well, Carcassonne is the magic. Carcassonne is the magical realm where next lived and where set fire. Okay. Yeah. is the draconic fearmonger who is the enemy of Chris the Crimson Throne. But yes, they are similar. And yes, Paizo did publish them shortly after each other. Mm-hmm. Blame other people. Yeah, I name none of them. Um, and the reason we can't tell him is because we're worried that. Um, we want to protect the host. No, we don't want to say that. <laughs> Nothing of the host survives. <laughs> we have consensus. No, that was one of my previous characters. Exactly. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say is we don't tell him, and we say the reason that we're not telling him is because we're worried we may trigger some divination magic that the dragon has set up. Oh, so um, that that is almost the truth. Mm. Well, um, yes, I'm fine with that because we're not um, we're not cheating him. We're not cheating him because we're not making we cannot take his deal. Yeah, yeah. We could just say no. We're not happy with the terms. Yeah, but I feel like we should give him something to for yeah, why we're saying no. We don't really need to. We don't we? really need to. We can just say just that's say no. not it's that's just not polite. Yeah. Uh, so Alright, well, I think that's, I'm probably good with that, because I think that's too much of a risk to Willios or otherwise. Mm. 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 I think so. As um, Moody, mm. mm. <laughs> not going to care about the pin. No. Anyway. So at that point, I will take another sense motive check. Um, oh, I have the natural 19. Oh, so, okay, um, so that's 30, 40, 42? So you, you can easily tell that Seol is not endeavouring to deliberately eavesdrop on this conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> on the other hand, I wish he, I rolled 19 on the previous he one. hasn't left the room because he doesn't want to go out and piss around with Havero himself and get eaten while you guys are having your team huddle. Um, so he is standing basically in the corner of the room trying... He's not deliberately trying to not overhear this conversation, so at this point we go to stealth perception. Jack. Nice. However, <laughs> like he's interested in this role. Super interested. Twenty-nine. Yeah. <laughs> Eclipse him with effortless. <laughs> not like he has elder shears or anything. <laughs> or that As he has um. neither of those things, he um Deliberately sort of pulls back, takes notes on, and if anyone knows what he's doing, he's making no effort to hide it. He's taking notes on what you've told him, castles on the live magic. And then, we appreciate the offer, but we don't want to take that deal at this time. I can appreciate the need for secrecy. I will... The Brotherhood of Bones is not precisely a secret organization, but nor are we terribly well known. I will 
ask you not to speak over loudly of us, particularly if you are aware of any situations where Kazavon may overhear you. Kazavon or his like all the likely minions he is gathering again may overhear you. Understood. Have you ever um, come across Kazavon before? Okay. The Brotherhood of Bones is an exceedingly small organization. And looks at you, thinks for a moment about whether or not he's going to say this out loud, takes a general assessment of people and then does so anyway. Because you have met my associate, Laori. Yes. She is the most capable investigator available to be, she was the most capable investigator available to be sent to Corvosa to investigate what we took to be Casabon's influence on the artistic history of Corvosa. It has certainly confirmed the link for us that his spirit and his presence are there within the city, perhaps in a more tangible form than we had anticipated if he is truly still alive. But life can be a very... Life, I am given to understand, can be a very fluid state in the universe we exist in. So Carson was um, Salvador Screen's muse, the one that was driving him crazy. That is my assessment, yes. And so many in Corvosa's history have dreamed of fire, of dragons. Driven and inspired by these works, Leori collected information. He says, thinking of like skulls that she was carrying around, speaking yeah. of dead on, yeah. from uh-huh. other artists within the city who had suffered under the blood veil. There have been more in Corvosa's history. Many have chosen to take their own lives so inspired by what I believe to be the psychic permeations of Casabon's influence upon your city. My yeah. researchers in Karamega have suggested that there are items that may carry some aspect of this resonance. I had hoped to find the one here to study Thessalonic archives suggested such a thing might be found based on a pathfinder expedition several years ago. So that's the same thing that we are looking for then, correct? I am seeking something they called the Shredwing. They did not find here, but what can we do but seek is our responsibility to educate ourselves on every facet of information we can obtain over our lifetimes. So if we need to get together, are you okay with us taking the book? He looks at it, looks at you, nods, and people give me other things for I'm so glad we brought Silver. Mm-hmm. Although Especially I actually those rolled, rolls. I actually rolled pretty well that time. Are you assisting me? Uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's I call it that. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I got a 40. <laughs> my assistance is super critical. I get a 42. If I'm going against Tanith, I need every single one of that 40. He, he nods calmly at this. Yes. I can, yes, I can appreciate that. In return, in return for whatever efforts I can muster in finding, finding the cloak, I would like to study it for at least a day before it departs with you. Um, and Silva, you see him look around the group, calmly assess that he has absolutely no way of stopping you from taking it. <laughs> like, 
what's he going to do? Fight you all to, till yeah. till you horribly kill him, which will yeah. be the inevitable outcome. Yeah, is yeah. is absolutely not confident, even remotely, in his ability to take the flight of you. Can I take the five dragon-marked heroes of Kuvosa? No, that's, no, I cannot. That's not the sole and only reason motivating him. Mm. But um, you know, it, his thought process might be different if it were just one of you. Yeah. Mm. But he's, he certainly seems like a words first and violence second kind of guy. Yeah, I, I think if, if we got in a situation where the cloak was there and everyone was KO'd on the ground, he'd probably take the cloak, cloak and run, but is that so, what you're trying to say? No, no. not necessarily. Okay. Um, he's lawful, so once he's yeah. given his word, he's yeah, he, he, But um, he might try and make a different deal in the first place he would be in if, a it was, if, if it was just silver in here with yeah. him. At okay. present, he is in a pretty awful negotiating um, situation because there's nothing stopping the five of you just ganking him yeah. and doing what you want with the cloak, other than, you know, if he has capacity. He's obviously got capacity to run away or resist. Morality. Yes. Yeah. I looked at Lucy, that was probably the bad... That, uh, other than our intrinsic morality. Thank you. Yeah, he's, <laughs> keep in mind, he's talked to Leori, who's heard, he's heard about your intrinsic morality. <laughs> yes. It was a vitally Leori necessary game of plastic. We were doing it to save Salvador. Sure. And Elagross not wasn't just part to of kill, it. Not sure. just to kill people. Elagross wasn't part of it. Um... So... And you weren't part of it either. No, because I was saving Salvador. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that seems that seems fair. You can have a day to, You can have maybe even two days if you want to study it. Agreed. It puts out a pale, cold hand. Yeah. Yeah. hand. He does not catch fire when he shakes Garen's hand. <laughs> yes, but vampires don't open <laughs> Maybe he's a special Pathfinder vampire. <laughs> you don't know. He could be. Everything else in Pathfinder is a special, special something. Yeah, but they don't normally. They don't normally. Garen is not using Detect Evil down here. Yeah, Detect Evil down here. <laughs> no, Garen has not, in fact, Detect Evil on him one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. Garen's not sure what would happen to him if he detected evil on that thing over there. Still but, exists. But says the GM, looking ahead to Cindermore, the elite fire-infused purple worm. <laughs> Weird Pathfinder crap. Yeah. Yeah. I, incidentally, I don't like plan jump into the worm's mouth. Garen's all for it. You're free to come up with whatever plan you like. Yes, please. Are you immune to fire? No, but it's going to take a while to kill him. <laughs> well, that's the one we're all going to drink our protect. We're all going to cast protection from the fire on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Seal doesn't have a clever plan that you do not. Um, he will tell you what he has been up to here, which is basically. Right. Since I have made an encampment, uh, I've made an encampment a suitable distance from the Acropolis. I have been down here three days, watching the Havero quietly. Casabon's spirit has, Casabon's soul has been missing for a thousand years. I have plenty of time to approach this problem methodically. Um, so he has basically come down, he has had a walk all around the top floor, he has hidden out in these corridors and watched the thing through the arrow slits, which, I think I said this last week, he confirmed what Eldos was theorizing, that they're there to watch the Havero in the pool and see what it does. Mm-hmm. And he's worked out, when you make noise, it gets angry and goes hunting for people. So you yeah. just mm-hmm. you go real quiet, and it goes away again. Excellent. And he has... Being around to the other room, which he can describe to you. Cool. Um, which 
he tells you has a fantastic amount of um no <laughs> damn it something something far more valuable than treasure ancient writings Garrett and Alagos perk up. Okay, so that's where you're on. Yeah. The nerd one that's how is going to be in the bubble. He's going to go back upstairs and read all the edge writings. The, the, the entire room is just inscribed with incredibly delicate, tiny text. Oh, yeah, we went back upstairs. All over the walls, all over the pillars, all over everything. Okay. Yeah, Alagos left there now. Yeah, uh, so okay. Yeah, yeah. They, can he read Thessalonia? Yeah, of course he can read Thessalonia. Yes. <laughs> He, he's got 14 languages. Yeah. No, that's not who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, Seol can affect reading. I had planned to study it in several weeks. In several weeks. Oh, wow. Guy gives you no impression he's in a hurry at all. Oh, gosh. He's the most right, okay. Like, in all fairness, Casabon's soul has been missing for a thousand years. Seol doesn't, clearly, yeah. And Seol doesn't have remotely your pressure to do something about it because it's sitting in the queen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, a, he doesn't know, and B, it's not his queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And C, he's just been told that Carcassonne's alive. But yeah, for, a, for an ordinary good human, good. he That's sure seems like he's got a lot of time on his hands, just over here being human like you other humans, y'all. Who takes their ears down? Seriously. Oh. Rayla. <laughs> Dragon Oh yeah. Terrible human impersonation. Oh yeah, that was. Horrible. I can skip. I can skip Seal to start doing the same no, thing no, in this please voice. Don't, please don't do Rail Seal doing Railers. Rail <laughs> All right. So um. If people haven't watched the Dragon Prince, you should. Yes. yes. Everyone should nope. watch Dragon uh-huh. Prince. I've heard that it's it improved since season one. Uh, season could, one was awesome. What are you talking yeah. about? We quite enjoyed it. It's nowhere remotely as good as Avatar, but. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but well, that's, that's, that's a that's a hard thing to measure. Yes. I honestly think it is pretty much as good as Avatar. No, Gargoyles, <laughs> Avatar, Long Gap, Dragon Prince. <laughs> 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 Gargoyles first because it's the best. It is. Gargoyles is not better than Avatar. Yes, it is. Avatar's better. Uh, Thank you, Helen, in this. No. I'm scared in this. Yep. Only one, of these, saying, so only, one of these things contain, uh, only one of these things contains Shakespeare. And the Star Trek Next Generation crew. That's true. Oh, really? Yes. Who does, who does that? All of them. Really? Uh, Gar- Gargoyles is heavily voiced by the Star Trek. I uh, didn't know that. You know Xanatos? Riker? Xanatos. Yeah, is, yeah. The main um, bad guy is Riker. Um, <gasps> I didn't one of the One of the side is NPCs. I the, watched Gargoyles before I watched Next Generation. Da- yeah, Dagger Demona, is Demona is Troy. Demona is Troy, another <gasps> major one. No, I, I, now I need to be watched it. Yeah. Uh, and okay. one of the... Um, well, just look one of the chicks from the later season is Captain Janeway. <gasps> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, this walk is gone for some time, <laughs> yeah. so the Terror Temporary Truce is actually play out game. Oh, yes. Although I think we are dragging here to our side now. <laughs> so if you guys want to go and see the amazing Thessalonic runes, Thessalonian runes, rather, you can. This is not interested. Just piss off Did you find I, I think if Alagos was um, was in the party, he'd want to spend some time there. Yeah, but so I'm proposing that as he's in the bubble... That we just kind of leave him up there watching sure. the Thessalonian ruins. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. He knows not to make any noise. He can go invisible. He can just keep oh, writing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He can go invisible. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. 
what do you think? Like, the other thing we could do oh, is we can just spend a couple. The other thing we could do is just spend a couple of hours because I do feel nervous about leaving him all by herself. What we'd do if the player was here is let's just spend a couple of hours letting Alagos read the runes, and then Meredith can make the check when she gets back. Because that'll oh, give okay. the Haravara some time to go back to sleep, which would be nice. That's yeah. true. We yeah. need not wait. And my spell lasts ten hours or whatever, so. Um, <sighs> as we have this fine additional warm body in an air sitting in. Alagos changes shape and is. Uh, <laughs> the bubble collapses. Is this a sort of character sheet you've seen before? Have you done 3.5 sufficiently? No, but no, no, no. Have you done 3.5 before? No. He just does that. Ah, okay. okay. So, I asked if you'd seen this character. That's fair. Cool. When you go in, um, if people go, presumably people yeah, wander in there with yeah, them. Yeah. Um, so what you've got is this room that has six big, um, six big basque carvings that are a bunch of what are obviously priests. You recognize pretty much none of them at this point. Um, holding hands out in various um, arcane sort of casting, casting poses. Okay, that is, is it a bad cool. acknowledge thing? Sorry? Is it a bad acknowledge thing? Uh, not really. Okay. And it's also not terribly relevant to you. Yeah, that is it's too like, These are presumably, logic would suggest these are presumably worshippers of, um, or worshippers, followers, underlings of Karzog, the Rune Lord of Greed, that built this place to lock the Havero mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, Elinos could easily, pretty easily tell you, as could probably Jack, that they are all posed in warding symbols and indeed have ruins on their hands. It's part of what's keeping the thing in here. And then there's writing. Just writing everywhere. All of these figures are covered in it. There is script carved across their forehead, down their robes, all over the walls. We're talking tiny, like, four-point font here. Yeah. Just everywhere. And Alagos goes, oh, my God, I can... Oh, my! Oh, no! Oh, my, oh, no. Uh, Are some of the... So the writing's glowing? Um... The writing is not glowing, no. There are runic symbols interposed within it. Um... And it looks like it is in some combination of Thessalonian, uh, the unspeakable tongue, the Cthuloid tongue. Uh, Seol can read some of this, but not all of it. And, and indeed, um, Seol has basically gone and looked at it and gone, hmm, I'll come back to this and walk it off. And Elagos, of course, can read both of those things. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Uh, can, I okay. a, can I give them an assist? Uh, so, deedly, 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 deedly. Who wants to have a go at reading this? Or are you guys just basically going to hang out and pick your noses while Ellie lost reading? I think we're I'll just going to. Well, I, I, mean, I can assist as them. As, 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 as we don't speak ancient Thessalonian or, mm. or the unspeakable tongue, I don't. I think we're just mostly going to yeah. assume that he won't spend any time whatsoever watching his back for assassins, and we'll keep an eye out for the assassins. Gara's going to check the stone worker on the place while they're doing that. Okay. So. Alagos moves up and begins to read the first statue. What are you doing, Silver? I'm assisting. Okay. I'll, I'll find repetitions of, of characters and stuff and, cool. and converse with them. This is a, okay, these are symbols that I'm looking out for and I'll just kind of quickly scan around while he does yep. the more. And Well, you could take notes for him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could be the assistant, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, know, I, actually, I actually really like what you said the first time. Okay, like you're cool. looking for patterns and symbols, yeah. and this must be a name here, yeah. this must be a conjoining see this name, look for the next reference to this name. Yeah. So can you make me a linguistics assistance, which I imagine you will have Yeah, I've got nine oh. in it, so I just yeah. Elagos Elagos Elanesh? Elanesh Roll me that in linguistics Yeah, linguistics, yeah. Yeah. yeah I haven't never seen this 
shit before, but I can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Clearly. Ooh. Yeah. 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 What does that give you for a grand total? Oh god, yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen. Plus two is sixteen. There we are. Crucial. Crucial assistance. Crucial assistance. You, you look over it. Um, it's 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 probably doesn't work well. <laughs> like you're, you're reading one of the statues, which is kind of hard to read because you're sort of reading a guy's face and then um, you've got to walk around behind and look at the back of his neck to see where the thread of the text I, is uh, going. Uh, uh, I see definitely it. not clear paragraphs. Oh, no, I see Alagos is like, this should be the work of scholars over decades. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants me to do it? Why do people want me to do it in two hours? <laughs> the writing's a lot denser than you were anticipating. In fact, you'd, you'd guess this is, you know, mm, I mean, this is this is going to take an hour or so to, to get through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're not going slow. You're an accomplished linguist, so you're going well. You but it's, it's complex and difficult. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Takes ages. Oh. Yeah, well, I don't know the character, but probably that sounds like a challenge. Mm-hmm. So it's... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sounds like taking 20. So people are just sort of continuing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, there's no real education at this place. Uh, they are holding their hands up in poses yeah. like this, and they have active wounds on their hands, so they're definitely magic. It's, it's active, um, uh, what is it? I think it's abjuration magic. It's the, the bindings that are holding the Havero here and stopping it from escaping. Ooh, okay. So, right. You can start interfering with it if you so no. choose. No. Where, where else has he explored in this, this building? Uh-huh. That, I think that was pretty much that's it. That's it, he's done the top floor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Like that's three days' work. Is that there. Three days' work. Oh uh, that is the next room there, which has a different thing in it. Okay. Uh, um, he's a lot more careful than we are. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we never went into that room, even though we went into the room beside it. Uh. <laughs> Oh well. Careful is not what this party is about. No. <laughs> not at all. Noise is something I'm very good at. <laughs> Let's be honest, yeah. how many adventure parties are careful? So mm-hmm. in that room, see outside the Tomb of Horus, there are more binding runes in there designed to contain the Havero. These ones in particularly these ones are particularly fine in silver a splinter of silver and emerald scattered all across the walls. Okay. So valuable shinies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seol has not looted them because he is, you know, kind of an actual archaeologist. Can you tell us anything about the statue in that room with all of the, the things draping over it? Certainly. It is a blah blah blah, blah blah blah. I actually can't tell you any more about this than Helagos, who did well on his check last yeah. time. Oh, what did he say it was? Uh, it's it a statue? lizard. No, it, well, it's, it's, it's a picture of a horrible creature that the old rune lords made that's a yeah. lizard man souped up and combined with an angel and given six wings and then its head is the Sahedron rune and that sort of thing. Okay. But it's, it, it's it a statue. Sword in it or something. It has a whip in it. Yeah. So yeah. A whip that is slightly stuck but you could remove if you wanted valuable shinies but people have decided not to. Hmm. Well, well no, I mean it's before getting attacked. Yeah. <laughs> At the point that we're spending this much time down here hmm. I might go and remove that thing if people are cool with it. Okay. Sure. Garen's still going to be looking at the stone work to see that's, if he's... That's the one Crojan wanted. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so we're going to give Crojan a share of it. Okay. So Jack, you head back over there. I've been see... noting the treasure we get in the sarcophagus on the basis that we can potentially share it with Crojan. You see this thing again. Yep. Um, 
Because his, his, we're paying him for not helping. Yeah, yeah you can true. you can do this <laughs> the Trojan method, which he was just trying to yank it out. It's basically it's a real whip, a magical one, obviously. But the statue has been built around it. Yeah. So it's not stuck in the statue, but there's a. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Cool. Um, so you can yank it out the Crojan method, or you can do something more cunning and effectively larceny it out, where you lever it out and apply oil and pull it out gently and this sort of thing. Hell yes! yes. I'm, going to do the, I'm going to do the delicate You're pick bur- the lock. I'm going to do yeah. the delicate burglary method because what, I'm not a big dumb barbarian. Whatever you do here, I'm going to call for a stealth check. These guys are not producing a lot of noise. Yeah. Going hmm, up and up. On the other hand, because I'm on my own, as my tiny quiet gnome, I can use my full stealth bonus. Do you want my crowbar before you go? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're fine, but she'll be outside yeah. of my range. Which is why she's about to make a stealth check. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See if you wake the slumbering beast. And we've still got our lists of sneaking yes, up, haven't we? Yes, you do. Cool. Because they last for an hour. Yeah. Which is a what was it plus five bonus? Yeah, plus, plus twenty. Although Elagos and Silver is going to take an hour to. Um, yeah, that's uh, a good point. So that will oh, use up one, our elixir. Yeah, because we're doing that while we're doing the linguistics thing. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. it's just going to use up our elixirs. Yes. My shit says plus ten, Helen. Thank you. I just couldn't remember. Okay, um, so that's thirty-eight then. Cool. So with relatively little time and difficulty, you go up. Like, eh, okay, we just. Put a bit of oil in the hand. That was for the stealth. Do you want me to make the last knee check uh, as yes, well? Yes, yes, thank you. Sorry, I thought that it was, was very, it was very quiet. And um, uh, thirty-one. Right. So there's like in the room that you are in, Jack. There's the slightest audible sound. This little as you squeeze some oil, and then the sound of something sliding over oil. The slightest, and that's your that's your thirty-eight stealth. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not audible. For anywhere past you, you leave around, put a pair of pliers on this whip, pull gently, gently, lockpicking tool in, bend a little more here, bend a little more here, just scrape the tiniest bit off the statue where it's stuck. No problem. Whip. Uh, I can't remember what this does. Can I have a DMG? Ah, oh, actually, never mind. I'll look it up on my phone. Alright, so we I have thought you put, I thought you talked, um, you took the prestige class of Arcane Trickster, not Temple Raider. Mm-hmm. Arcane Tricksters are good at raiding temples. <laughs> yes. I think there's a lot of crossover. Remember, if this is going to do good things or bad things for you. Oh, it's cursed. Excellent. Of course it's cursed. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be cursed. I've been cursed before in Pathfinder. That was my own dumb fault, so... (laughs) You take this whip, and... Oh, God, you... It feels bad. You... You feel terrible and... And weakened by it. It just... It makes your stomach roil. It makes your eyes blur a little. It makes your limbs feel leaden. And... You just... You just... You just feel terrible. Okay. Um, I put it into a bag. Do I feel better or You feel fine. Sweet. Alright. 
Subjective. As soon as you, as soon as it leaves your hand, you feel fine. Right, That's a whip of depression. <laughs> right, Plus five whip of depression. <laughs> when you're feeling depressed, just whip yourself. I, I found it and I got it, but it makes you feel horrible when you use it. So I don't think we want to use it. But maybe we can find something. And, who and it is, make it is obviously magical. It feels, yeah. it feels very light and very well made in your hand. It just makes you feel. Bad, wheeled up inside. Well, yep. well, wheeled. It probably needs a specific alignment or something. I don't know. I could try to find out. Decipher <laughs> magical. You probably do. Yeah. How long do you guys want to stand here and look at these um, ruins, given you've got those elixirs running down? Oh, yeah, we should... Can you say that they last an hour? Yeah. yeah. They're going to be spending I an hour here anyway. Yeah, well, I forgot about that when we were poking around. Yeah, well, I think you come up and you spend five minutes looking at these things. Yeah, I think that... So maybe we should go down and then we can do it on the way back up. Yeah, because okay. because at that point we'll have done our elixir, we'll have done as much sneaking as we need to. And assuming we're not running out of here as the temple collapses, we can spend a bit more time studying ancient Thessalonian and waiting for Makes the Gerio to calm down. Yep. So, can Elagos and Silver give me a will save? Oh, <laughs> that is yeah, seven. Yeah. Twenty-one. Uh, tw- yeah, twenty-two. Oh. Cool. If that doesn't do it, we're all back in it. Yeah. yeah. So, 21 and 22, and yeah. Mm. So, Jack, uh, Jack, you basically go off and get the whip yeah. while they're doing their first five yeah. minutes, because it's not going to take you all that long. It takes yeah. you a couple of minutes, max. You come back and they're still, mm, you know, how much longer is this going to take? Oh, just maybe an hour or so. You know, you said five minutes before. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and and you think, mm, okay, you know, the elixirs are sneaking and running out, and then propose we should yeah. leave and come back later. But Alagoth Silver, you're, you're so close to getting this done. <laughs> like the first statue is nearly complete. <laughs> so I just thought, damn it! <laughs> no, no, we, we are going. We have to go find those treasures. <laughs> Alright, so I think at this point we I give them another five minutes. Yep. Um, on the basis that that doesn't appear to be it normal. Okay, so yeah. And then I start actively, alright, now we yeah. need to go. Lucy grabs a silver sound bow, like try to drag him up. <laughs> Silver's pretty strong. A closed <laughs> grapple chest! Yes! <laughs> yes. Alright, I think oh, I'm gonna need yarn to do some towing. Oh wow, what did you get? Although Frank can tell me how much I get you by. Grandpa, I never do this, I don't know. Um, uh, six. Thirteen, <laughs> I bet I beat all this. I got twenty-three. So what? Uh, uh, grapple is, is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You have mighty grapple of plus three because I'm not moving. Eighteen plus. Oh, Elagos is strong. Too strong for the tiny. Really so, oh this is important. I'm not so, moving. So I, I imagine this is very much <laughs> yeah, Jack and Lucy grab them and stuff. Yeah. Oh crap! We're weak and feeble. How how close are they to each other? They're working on the same statues. Yeah. They're standing more or less right beside right, right each other. And are you planning to bull rush them both? <laughs> <laughs> well, shoulder with both elves. Silver, you are both convinced that you are. You know, you're you're only a little away from deciphering this first statue. And once that's done, all the rest will become clear. Yeah, this is intriguing. Yeah, yeah. Garen raises an eyebrow at this because. It's this not unusual for Bill. No, no. This, this looks for so what he's going to do is he's going to walk up behind them and 
drop his circle of protection against evil. Oh. Cool. Which breaks mind control. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then the GM remembers that you're actually both elves and get bonuses against enchanted. <laughs> uh, which at this point brings you over the threshold. <laughs> <laughs> magic circle actually does nothing, but provides a nice convenient excuse. <laughs> that brings you both up to 20, over 23. Oh, and you both you both realize like you've been reading this for ten minutes and and you you just you couldn't for the life of you tell the others what the hell it is you've actually just read about like it's it's something and it's really important and you have to keep reading but on the other hand it gave you no information of any kind nor was it interesting or useful or entertaining or educational and there's no reason you want to keep reading you just want to. Like some external force is forcing you to stay here and keep reading this. And oh my god, it's the Twilight novels! Totally remembering your elven enchantment bonuses to saves, yeah. as we all do. Uh, yes. You make this will save and can stop reading. Yeah! <laughs> yes. Alright, I was the last of Sarah Red that protected them. Yeah. Alright, and we. Uh, uh, trial of the Kid Nerds successfully tore down the library. We tried to get downstairs. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. My search is 17. Okay, uh, can you roll me a search check? Sure. And then add 5 to it. Okay, 27. Okay. So, logic convinces you that this room is trapped, or the statue is trapped, or the writing is trapped in some fashion because you've just watched it happen. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't work out how it works. Yeah. So. You know, whether it's in a specific bit of writing, whether it's in that statue, whether there's actually information to be drawn here, if you could disarm the trap. Alright, so. You don't know. Yeah, Jack proposes that we leave this and, you know, go do something interesting. It's literally, you fail your search check and don't find the trap. But you know there's something here because you've just watched it go off. Yeah. At which point, given that I didn't fail badly enough to set it off, I could potentially keep trying. But for right now, I want to go downstairs and find the damn cloak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Down the magic elevator. Yeah, yes. so we get a we get a noise point because we use the magic elevator. Where is noise point? I can track it for you. Thank you. But it, we have now had a period of time being quiet. Yes, but the GM so is tracking the GM is tracking the minuses to your noise penalties yeah, as you are 40, quiet. 43. So how much do we go down by? No, you Jared, go up yeah. by one. Sorry, up by, up by one. Yeah, GM yeah, is tracking the. Um, and I am tracking when it goes down. There should be one in there. All right, but if there it is, never is. It gets up and leaves every second. Uh, I just, uh, oh, well, we've got a million clocks in here. Uh, Forty-four. So it's just, just give me a moment. I'm nearly done translating <laughs> this because you made me come in here as well. So I started reading it and failed the will save too. So. Wait, so we have to toast the all the way? Yes. Okay, we toast the all the way. Yeah. Because yeah. as he's not an elf, he doesn't get a bonus for his <laughs> I think he's an elf who rolled poorly on his will save. Well, if he's a vampire, it subsumes his elfiness. Ah. Uh. <sighs> Not if he's a vampire, shouldn't he be immune to those sort of things? No, actually, you can enchant vampires all over the show. Ah. Uh, non-intelligent undead are immune to lots of enchantments. I don't think undead are inherently immune to enchantments. Okay. I think. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, you can't use illusions or things like zombies because they're not bright enough. Okay. But they work on totally work Okay, well, you go back to the thing you found, the glowing ring. Yeah. yeah. It's still lit up. You step into it. Mm, mm, mm. We all arrived okay. on the bottom floor, which we didn't really look yeah. around because we were a bit distracted by the spiders. 
and you are now here. This time, no red mantis assassins murder you because you got rid of them. The spiders, which um, I think you had cleared them all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We just sort of halfway through oh, that because they were mostly our spiders. So there is the yes. room that Alec was been into uh, with our stone. Um, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Told us us about. He told us yes, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there is no sign that there is anything here. Um, and when I say that, I mean the burnt bits of spider that you had killed before are just gone entirely. Well, that's because there was someone yeah, pretty much. Um, and so you've got this corridor goes down, goes around a corner here. There's this bordering on a secret door here that Elagos found. That's yeah. this huge, big stone plug. And he says on the other side that there's a bunch of corpses because the Habero came through the dimensions as well as walls <coughs> um, and a bunch of um, magical looking French. fabulous treasures in there. Yeah. Alright, yeah. so, so at this point I'm going to... Well, Eligos guess he has formed it, but I'm presuming there's another way. So I wish to examine this door. Yep. With Go my search. search. Alright, um... 31. Cool. Nice. So you find this with ease because yeah. I can point you to it. You examine it and you go, huh. Well, that's that's obnoxious. Um, you describe things to Elagos. He tells you, despite what you can see here on the map, which is patently wrong, um, this stone block has not been put here as a mechanism to be operated. It has been put here by pure brute muscle. Oh. And it is designed to be pushed back into the room and pushed forward out again. Like, it moves slightly, but it just requires enormous amounts of strength to move it back and forward. Hmm. There's no mechanism you can operate here, no cheat you can apply. The cheats are going around it or through it with gaseous form, all that sort of thing. In theory, if you were an amazing escape artist, you could squeeze bonelessly through, but I don't think you're all that amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm only moderate an escape artist. Um... So you could move this with pure force. You could shatter the stone, although that's going to be incredibly noisy. Yeah. You yeah. could melt it, um, shape it, gaseous yeah. form through, etc., etc. Well, I don't figure we want to use our Pelagos's gaseous form. No. So how about we try some brute force? Yeah. Uh, Would um, applying grease help move it better? Or is it uh, is yes, something? actually. What a brilliant notion. Yes. We can both grease it. It is not airtight. Yeah. There are like little gaps about yay big to either side. Yes. You just sort of reach in one of them. Okay, so yeah, Lucy apply grease. Yep. Yeah, well, because you are a wild mage, let's see if you create yes. a giant explosion while you do. Oh, please don't kill Silver. Oh, that's true. Okay. Fine. I'm actually going to look up how much grease you can create because I might oblige you to cast that twice because it's such a huge ass block. Yeah. Depends how much grease you can make. Yeah. Okay. I don't actually know that. No, it doesn't come up a lot. You can usually no. create enough to do the thing you're trying to grease. Yeah. Uh, one lumpy, lumpy around it would be three dice. Okay, yeah, I will oblige yeah. you to cast two lots of grease to achieve okay. that because it is such a big block. You basically do one side, and out of grease. Let's see if I can crank a loud noise to the other side. Yeah, but it's a low-leveled spell. Yeah, it's a level one spell, so... Yeah. Um, Yep, it actually passes because it tests. 
You're lubricating the giant stone block. Ready for Garen to put some muscle into it and thrust it where it needs to go. Do you want me to help be muscle? Yes, we absolutely want you to help. Do I assist or do I do a a straight strength myself? Uh, You absolutely want to combine your strength here to do this. How does that work? Do we just roll full strength? Uh, So you roll and aid another check for Garen? Uh, what's your strength, guy? Garen strength. 16. Mine's 14. 16 as well. We're looking at my dex. 14. Oh, okay. My strength is actually uh, higher than yours then. The, 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 uh, the other one being everybody can more or less attempt to do it. The block is easily big enough. And indeed, when you look at it and actually, find, and actually look at them, it's got little handholds in it. Very slight, but it's designed to be pulled and pushed like this. Alright, so, um, yes, Jack will, Jack will assist. So I think Silver's the primary if Silver's got yeah, the strength. Yeah, I've got 16. Okay, so everyone else rolls an assist check, including uh, Tiny Wizards. Physical neighbor. Okay. Tiny Wizards. <laughs> and Tiny Wizards. <laughs> no, 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 will summon something. Yeah, no, 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 Seol demonstrates impressive strength for such a scrawny-looking man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's supernatural. <laughs> Maybe he's just really invested in this giant stone block. 31 right. from me without assistance. Yeah, so uh, 4, 4, 20 yeah. is what you're looking for. Uh, I yeah, made it. Easily. 4. Oh, uh, so it's just a strength check? Strength check, total of 20. Oh, I actually don't do it. No, 22. <laughs> okay, so that's 4 fours. Add 16 to what you're rolling. So what is you are? I got 31 plus 16. So, so that makes 47. 47. Oh, you're leading? Yeah. yeah. Slightly higher. Sorry, are you yeah. assisting? Yeah. Cool. It's my guns. <laughs> okay, so. Silver's the strongest. With all of you going at this, silver is strongest of all. Like this is this is fantastic amounts of strength. That you're adding up like fifty strength worth. Functionally, it's it's. And you from below, you hear. I've had enough of shoving That's giant right. stone blocks already. You are not actually pulling it at this point. You are pushing it because mm. it's going in this way into. Oh, well, the map doesn't show you this, but basically. There oh, is a yeah. slot in the wall there. Okay. And at that yeah. moment, um, Eleanor says it's just empty. Oh, Something yeah. about this is very oh, familiar yeah. from Without the grace, <laughs> you would not be strong enough to do this. Yes. Oh, really? No. You need <laughs> yeah, Lucy. a 55 on your strength. Oh, wow. <laughs> damn. It's a big damn rock. <laughs> and even lubricated, there is a... Oh, no, noise. But there's less noise. Noise of stone sliding. Yeah, but we get money finally, uh, okay? And it's worth it, damn it. It's worth it yeah. for the money. We get paid. We've been poor for so long. <laughs> Jack, I will oblige Jack. you to first give me a difficulty 30 stealth check to be able to help people do this quietly in the first place. Ooh, yes. There's only so much instruction you can give people about sliding a giant stone block. Okay, so um, I get my... Um, you still get your 10, yes. Okay, I can make that without rolling. Cool. In that case, give nice. me a stealth roll to cover the party, because everyone is still covered by the of sneaking. Yeah, I'll just... Um, I'll, actually, no, come to think of it, it's a 16 plus a 24. No, I'll just check... Yes, I make the first one, and then I make the actual stealth roll, and that's a... 31. Cool, so... Now, just one hand here, one hand here. No, Garen needs to balance the weight here. Elidros, you just... 
You know, you stand back there. To all who help, I am. Elagos helps by not being in the I way. I am no mighty fighter, but I will assist how I can. And puts his fingertips on it to shove. <laughs> and as it. quietly as you can, with a grand total of two noise points, ah, very nice. you slide this thing in. The biggest noise is when it hits the back, and there's a slight thud and a reverberation right of the stone ceiling in. Right side, we don't have to put it back. I don't see no. any reason to put it back. Yeah, well, it clearly doesn't do a damn thing to protect against the Havero. Yeah. yeah. And uh, people can see very much what was going on here. Um, there are five skeletons in here of um, what look like they might have been humans at some point in the long distant past. They have not decayed all that well because it's partially airtight down here. Mm. Mm. Um and it looks like they have been, Elagos made this, looks like they've been crushed to death by a giant interdimensional tendril. Uh-huh. So, you're looking at this, and um, Jack, you can survey all around this place. I require no rolls at this point. It's all it. relatively easy to find. There's, there's no traps, there's nothing obscure about this. This is all relatively clear. Um, this to you says panic room. They have built this thing here as a hiding place, basically. You get in here, you steal steal the stone slab, and you just wait out whatever the problem is. Yeah. And when it goes away, you get out in some fashion. It doesn't look that clear how you're supposed to get out if you don't have 55 strength. Yeah. But maybe you teleport because you're a high-level wizard or something else. Or maybe a dimension door would do it. Um, In any case, it didn't work. Yeah. Um, There's... There are shelving in here that looks like it has long seen better days made of stone. Again, like the rest of the Acropolis, it's basically been enchanted against time, so it's not as worn as you'd expect. But it's just covered in dust and the occasional like shard of pottery where non-magical stuff has just crumbled away. But you'd guess a panic room set for effectively a siege. There would have been supplies and things like that down here. Bowls, you know, bedclothes, whatever else. Uh, and several of the stuff is still here. Um, Does prestidigitation like make any noise? Like if I cast it, casting a spell causes yes. noise. Yes, you need to go yeah, prestidigitate. I've got a spell on me to make me quiet. That doesn't, which means that you can't cast spells at all. Yeah, but I'm whispering. No, no, no. you can't make noise at all, Susan. Okay. You can either deaden the sound to the point where you can't make noise, or you can let it be loud enough that you can cast spells. Okay. Um, in any case, so there are. Um, Several things in here that do not look like they are enchanted. They just look like they are exceedingly well made. A collection of exotic cups, bowls, and silverware. Ooh, cool. Oh, cool. Treasure. Worth 750 gold or up. Ooh, very nice. It's crockery. And then is anyone prepared to cast detect magic on stuff in here? I think we will just take them. Yeah. And then do that later. Makes it yeah, it's that yeah. Just pull out the bag of holding stuff. Yeah. stuff. I think we should pull everything take off the, the bones. Well. Whatever doesn't yep. crumble goes exactly. in the bag. Can yeah. we also take the bones and bury no, them properly? No. no, I don't think that's a good idea. Gar- Garin has an idea for that. Yeah, uh, we could put them in the corner and put a, like a little pile of rock over them or something. Oh, they already fit. So after the fact, <laughs> there are a bunch of magical things here. Yep. Um, there is a magical. Uh, sorry. There are two magical bottles in amongst this collection of fine silverware and things. Several of the things are not magic, some of them are. A magical spoon. Oh, I know what that is. Oh, what's that? Okay. I won't say it's what it's. Okay. Six magical scrolls. Ooh. 
which anyone would read magic could read trivially, but as you don't want to cast it and make the noise yeah. here, I won't mm, tell you okay. what they are until later, because they could actually help you here, yeah. but you don't but, know. No. Um, um, there is a bejeweled symbol that is that Sahedron seven-pointed star again that looks fabulously expensive, worth about 2,000 gold. There is a beautiful crystal locket um, that whatever picture in it is long gone, uh, which is worth about uh, 760 gold. And then on the bodies, what doesn't like just crumble away when you poke it? That's remnants of cloth and things. There was a magical cloak, a magical scabbard, and a magical dagger. Oh, What does the cloak look like? It's made out of. Uh, it does not look terribly remarkable. Okay. Among other things, you're quite certain it's not the one Amalia found because she okay. showed it to you in the vision you had. Yeah. And this one is neon orange. Oh wow. <laughs> So something for silver then. That is not my doing. It's says here it is neon orange. So the magical cloak is neon orange? Magical cloak is neon orange. Let's give that to Persian. <laughs> my to ten orange. Well, we'll play Oh, wow. But I've noted, I've noted all of this under Shantae's share. We can discuss what share. We, we're going to discuss before well, what share yeah. he's getting, but we'll show him the stuff. And we'll tell him what it is once yeah. we've identified it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that is what is in the panic room. Yay. Garen would like to take um, what remains of the bodies as gently as he can and just yep. put them on the shelves. Yep. And just lay a blanket across each of them. Yep. Yeah, and then just have a small prayer to each of them. You can feel easily do so. Cool. And like your guess, yes. guess would be these were you know Thessalonian priests of some kind yeah. that were holding this thing when the Hibero broke out. They're living here when the Hibero broke out, rather. So, uh, Darren's prayer will be um, first to Sarah Ray to ask to guide them to the light. Yeah. Then. Um, to Phrasma, <laughs> saying that yes, he is a cleric of Sarah, he is a paladin of Sarah Ray, but he's doing this on behalf of, of, the dead. of the dead, and just saying that he's not sure which afterlife these people are supposed to go to, but if she could yes. see it within her power to make it happen, yeah. he'd, be quite, so. he'd be quite grateful. <laughs> uh, Jack will join you in the prayer for Phrasma. Sweet. Okay. okay. And Lucy takes notes. <laughs> no. You weren't researching religion? Well. No one needs a gar for religion has too much vigil in it. It's boring. When Amagus does it, however, <laughs> it's shiny. <laughs> and cool. <laughs> Man, if he wasn't a 300-year-old elf, Sabrina would be in some trouble. Oh, yeah. um, remind, and if he had more muscles. I'll, I'll remind you guys at this point of what it is you were coming down here for in the first place. Um, Amalia's whittle that you had? Yeah. It could not be slain, but could be tied, enshrined and sealed from the dark outside. Let arms be still and voices low, a million ears hear you as you go. At the world your pathway ends, their strength and force will be your friends. First, see yourself as others may, then delve west of home to see your way. So, I think you've pretty much got context for the first line. Right. Be quiet, because there's a yeah. horrible Cthulhu monster in here. <laughs> but 
You have not yet found anything that says to you it's the world. Yeah. No. Their strength and force will be your friends. It kind of seems like we just use strength and force. But mm, we'll certainly does, but there is doesn't, feel doesn't seem to be any yet. sort of global. All right, so we'll, yeah. we'll, I've noted down the treasure. We'll keep going. We keep going. Yep. Yeah, cool. Round here, completely open room. There's a basic door. Jack checks it. No, nothing that alarms you. Mm-hmm. In you go. Okay. Pretty confident you've found the world. <laughs> See the giant the circle? World, yeah. Okay. Um, the thing in this room that is most immediately prominent is that there is a very large globe here being held up on what look like three rods, a huge big spear balanced. The walls, the ceiling, and the floor in here, none of it looks like stonework. It is all being painted with what's clearly time-enchanted paint. It's worn and chipped in places. You can see the stone past it, but for the most part it's intact. It's stars. Across the floor you have this sensation like you're walking into outer space somewhat. And as you look back at the door, when you shut the doors, on the inside it's got the same. So you're kind of standing in space looking down at the world. Oh, nice. And the world, your pathway ends. Their strength and force will be your friends. And I think people could probably hit this standing on your head. What's your civilization, Gary? A lot. <laughs> uh, 16. Cool, you'll actually need to roll for this, though. Oh, you're not automatically What about Alagos? What's Alagos' civilization? Less, actually. What is civilization? Knowledge civilization. Ah, okay, 7. Okay. There you go. You're the new You research dwarf. Not bad, 27. This is pretty self evident. You look at the world and you go, ah, well, that's. That's fantastic, you know. You you imagine there must have been some fairly interesting astronomy or magic or something involved to get it this accurate, but it's very clear what you were looking at. This is Galarian, this is the planet that you live on, and indeed when you look at it you can go, Okay, so I know roughly what TN's eye look confident TN's eye, Fantasy Asia looks like. It must be this thing here, which means that's the crowd of the world going over here, so here's the land of the Lenorn Kings. Here's Varesia, there's Corvosa, there's the River Kingdoms where that weird fucking half-orc comes from, etc., <laughs> etc. Et this is Galarian, and a reasonably accurate thing. In fact, with that check, you can look at it and go, okay, so... You're right, right, so this island that was destroyed in a horrible volcanic disaster like 600 years ago is still on the map, because it obviously predates that. Yeah. But it's by and large the world. Mm. Nice. It's a world... Um, okay. That's the most obvious thing that is in here, is this giant globe standing on three rods. Um, <clears throat> however, it doesn't take any sort of looking at all to find a bunch more bodies in here as well. Ah, uh, yep. Okay. Um, all of them have been crushed again, um, and one of them looks markedly different from the others, substantively newer, um, still... It's it's very much that sort of mummified, withered flesh because of how the air in here is very odd. Um, however, substantively different, dressed in hides rather than the fragments of robes the others had on, uh, and with a totem sphere lying near the bottom. Oh, that's fair. Oh. Does it appear to have been a Sri Lanka woman? It does indeed appear okay. to have been a Sri Lanka woman. You, that's you, the you would assume else. this is yeah. a Malia yeah. Eyes of Flame. 
logic would suggest. Yeah, taking that quality out. Yeah, but we've got to figure out how we're going to transport her. So I think we probably want to like put her in a blanket and carry her out. She has also been pretty obviously crushed and splintered. Yeah. Uh, As to the rest of it, I would then require a search check to piece together events in the room. Cool. I want to know. Uh, that's a 20. Okay. So, these other older corpses here died a long time ago, presumably when the Havero originally broke out and this place shut down. Um, Amalia looks it looks like they have actively been moved. Amalia has just kind of shoved them to the side as she's moved around this room and done her thing. Um, She's obviously been killed in here. The weapon has is not in her hand anymore, but it's right by her hand. Um, the most you can get from your 20 is that she wasn't actively wielding it when she died, because a totem sphere requires two hands. She was doing something else with her other hand. Unless, unless you have the... The, 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 skip, the skill that... Clorin Shield. Clorin Shield. Thunder and Fang? Thunder yeah. and Fang, yeah. Unless mm-hmm. she has that, in which case then she can wield it single-handedly. Isn't that an Earthshaker? Earth Earth no, I was told I could do that with the Titan Spear. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. We'll find out. Uh, regardless, she doesn't have a class, so she obviously wasn't doing that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that is as much as you can pick up on a 26. Yeah, I didn't roll, but I rolled a 3 okay. on the dice. Because um, so you're just kind of looking at the position of the corpse on the floor and going, I no. guess this happened. Does anyone else have any sh- search? Not really. No. So at the world, your pathway ends. Their so strength and force will be your, your friends. First see yourself as others may. Delve west of home to see you away. Okay. So what yeah, else so. is in here? Is there anything else in here besides the world and the bodies? So there is this large globe. There are three rods holding it up, and I can doodle this if it's not done. Yeah. <clears throat> Three-dimensional drawing. But, you know, there are three rods yeah. holding it up. One, two, yeah. th- one, two three. And it's yeah. ju- it doesn't appear to be connected to them. It's just yeah. sitting on them. Yeah. Um, and that's about what there is to be seen here. Bodies and stars on the walls. Okay. The, at the world your pathway ends, their strength and force will be your friends. First see yourself as others what, what may, then delve west of home. So, I'm not seeing a strength and force thing. Alright, so I want to examine the world and see if I can see any mechanisms on it. Sure. Yeah. You may do so. Uh, Garen, you may also do so if you choose, because it's a giant piece of stone. Nice. It's obviously been carved. So, so that be a search? It is indeed a search, using your dwarven stone cunnings. <laughs> it tells you you are currently 252 metres. All right, that one I managed to re-roll. Um, that's a 24. Can we have some fate cards? Some fate cards? Nope, no one is stopping you taking them out. has a million that's things. That's a five. I think we need them. Okay, did anyone have any of their own special fake cards? Did you want to shuffle? You like shuffling. It's more just that he's really good at it. Every day he's shuffling. Misspent youth with playing magic cards. <laughs> was that misspent or was that well spent? Depends if you ask the teachers or the students. Yeah, that's true. Don't make you such a cool guy. 
Yeah. yeah. I was just so cool. That's what I was going. So unpopular. No, Susan is in fact absolutely right. Thunder and Fang, you may use a t- an Earthbreaker or a Totem Spear as if it were a one-handed Oh, weapon. there we go. My apologies. Because I'm considering taking it. Yeah. Um, because you can, in fact, take it without the shield if you so choose. Mm. Um, but, um, no, I will I will revise very slightly what I said originally. Um, Jack, your takeaway is that she was doing something else with both her hands and basically drew the Totem Spear at the last minute. She yeah. wasn't fighting with it. Okay, so... Also, what if you have this, you can throw a bowler twice as far. Uh, so you've got cards in hand. Cards in hands. Oh, your cards in hands. Yeah. Right. Yours. Yeah. Right. I have no idea what you've got. Yeah, yeah. I've got certain elements. No. Yeah, probably not. They're your magic hero points. And in this this particular game, this particular campaign, has got a center around divination. And these are used as basically fantasy tarot cards. So at the start of the adventure, the GM lays them out and does you a fake tarot reading based on what I think is going to happen in the adventure. Oh, I've been following Yeah. Damn. So yeah, Adam, stop playing on your DS. <laughs> stop stop reading your comic. <laughs> so yeah, where did we end up? I didn't. Take uh, uh, we were searching the oh, the globe. I, I got like um twenty four, I think it was. Yeah, I got a twenty four. I got a five. So, Garen, you are convinced that this globe is made of stone. <laughs> That's good news. Based on its large, you think it will be fairly heavy. Hmm. Um, you are kind of impressed that the rods are holding it up. They do not look... They are um, made of metal, but they do not look sturdy enough to do the job, yet clearly they are doing it. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm prepared to re-roll mine if that's not enough, but I'm close to enough. Cause uh, it is enough to tell you things. It is not enough to tell you anything amazingly useful. I can tell you what you're getting out of it, and then you can decide whether yeah, you want so to... Yeah, if, if that's an option, yep. Okay, so... The globe appears to be made of stone. It appears to have been carved really carefully. Like, when you look at it, you can actually make out... It's effectively like a map. There's the tiny bunch of trees here that indicate this is a forest. There's sort of vague waves here to indicate this bit is water, this bit is land, um, etc., etc. Nothing about it suggests it has mechanisms of any kind. Um... Jack, and you are actually reasonably confident about that. You assess it carefully, you look for levers, secret doors, etc., etc. You do not see any sign that any such thing exists. Um, there are no operating mechanisms that appear to work, and of course, like, when you touch it, nothing leaps yeah. out at you and attacks you or anything of the sort. Um, the three rods down the bottom, however, have buttons on them. Ah! Oh. Okay. Um, it's a spicy game. And at 24, uh, you can tell that the buttons are on the rods, but the rods are not attached to the sphere. The buttons will do things to the rods, they will not do things to the sphere Oh, the rods of whatever. Limitation or something. Probably removable rods. And they look like so it's simple like rods. It's one button or well, What I'm wondering is if we need to lift the um, lift the world off the rods. Mm. Well, what was the strength, strength thing? And force will yeah, be strength your and force will be your friends. Well, we're still oh, maybe yourself. we're supposed to lift the world no. with the rods. No, listen. First, see yourself as others may, and delve west of home. 
see you see your way, see find your way, something like that. Okay, I'm gonna Garrett's gonna look for Cavosa on the on the globe. Sure. And he's just gonna run his finger west from Cravosa and see if anything happens. Can you give me another stone cutting switch? Yeah. One Okay, so that's nine. It's 12 so far. That is actually quite sufficient. You have started in the right place. Yes. Um, so, Garen, you go to Corvosa and you find, right, here's the Verisian coast. This must be Magnamara, or where Magnamara is now over here. So Corvosa must be here. Corvosa is, of course, not on this map. Mm. Um, but you know, because this came up in the riddle, it's Amalia trying to impart information to you, but bound yeah. by the rules of the dead. Yeah. So she has had to give you... So it's delved west of home in context of you guys. Uh, yeah. Your home is Corvosa. Yeah. So, Garen, you look at this and go, okay, delve west of home. Well, west of home, you sort of run your finger west. It's just kind of in the middle of the ocean. It goes yeah. out to the coast of Corvosa. Hmm. Everywhere else, though, has the ocean as, like, these fine filigreed lines of um, waves and things. It's the same out here, but they're thicker, chunkier, and just much more crudely made. (gasps) So this essentially segment over here that's basically something the size of maybe four handful, four four hand spans, so that plus that. Yeah. Um, On the sphere, on the ocean, somewhat west of Corvosa, has been altered by somebody other than the original builder. Somebody has changed the stonework. Garen's going to try pushing on that spot. Nothing happens. It is very solid. The stonework has been altered. But there doesn't appear to be any sort of mechanism there. You sense the hand of magical stone shaping things. Jock! Look at the spot from it, will you? We found a spot. Yep. Jack, you can look this over and confirm exactly what Garen has assessed. Yeah. It's like in video games where the texture is different. Yeah, yes. this is an important and thing. This is the texture yeah. is more this than the lasering hit. As you are actually in the right spot. Anyway, uh, I will get people to give me a really easy intelligence check. <laughs> are we smart? I know we're beautiful, smart. but are we smart? 24. Nice smart. 23. 26. 20. No, 28. <laughs> so, you sit there and look into the stone water and first see yourself as others may. What reflects? Water ah. shows you your reflection. Ah, yeah. This stone actually does not. Well, very slightly, but it's um, it's not an incredibly reflective stone. Yeah. No, but that's not the point of the clue. <laughs> see yourself. As First, see yourself as others may. Yeah, in water. In delve. Delve west of home. To find you are in a spot west of home. Delving would put you beneath the ocean, inside the globe. So yeah. break dig, the globe. Dig a hole in the dig a hole in the globe. I that, that's what I think it means. Oh, I don't have this hammer. Maybe something a little bit more it's subtle. So, so that that spot is not reflective at all. No. Not terribly. But it's symbolic. But, but it is symbolically reflective. It is yeah. water. Mm. So what we need is as opposed to say land, something quieter. Yeah. Um, maybe, hammer and chisel. Yeah, or you're actually your crowbar. Uh, yeah, okay. certainly quieter than walloping it with your sledgehammer. <laughs> quieter is a pretty relative term here, though. Yeah, um, do, does anybody have any magic that could achieve this effect? Stone shape would be excellent right about now. Yeah, oh, um, Aligosa's pigments. 
Can we paint no, them? No, 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 we've had this conversation. You can't paint doors into things oh, yeah. outside of illusory dream realms. He could paint you off a hammer and chisel if you didn't have one. Yeah. So you can't paint a hole. No. Damn it, so it's not exactly styled. He is forced to comply by rules other than Looney Tunes rules. Yeah. Well, Looney Tunes rules. Um, if anyone's going to have the spell for this, it would actually be Alagos. Yeah. Yeah, but he's in the mobile home. I'm quite certain he doesn't routinely prepare in stone shape. Well, if you should, it, it's really useful. Yeah, have acid, but that wouldn't have not. That would be a lot quieter. It would be a hell of a lot quieter. All right, I like the sound I of acid. I have three bottles of acid. Yes, yes he does. It depends how much. Uh, so... Uh, Stone Shape is in fact both a cleric and a wizard spell. Mm. So Elagos is quite theoretically capable of taking it, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I turn myself into a dwarf. In the, in the meantime, oh, it's our best. I seriously doubt that Meredith has randomly prepared Stone Shape. Oh, yeah. actually have a look at her. Yeah. Stone Skin? It's close. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's an expensive <laughs> spell. Uh, no. No, it's all endure elements and create food well, and water and shit. So let's let's break out Lucy's vial of yes. acid. Yes, let's, yeah. let's, let's do that. Cool. Get a vial of acid. Man, I hope we're on the right track here. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, Lucy is the one doing this. Can you give me a luck check? <laughs> oh, no, Lucy, don't destroy the globe. No, 11. Okay, so... The way the globe is angled, it's, it's not in a great position for, for pouring acid over the top of it. If cool, so you've got a big round ball, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, so it's like yeah, sort of on the... Just looking for something yeah. round that I can use as a... Yeah. Thank you. So, this is the ground here. Yeah. If it was down here, this would be really hard. If it was up here, it would be really easy. Uh, just okay. It is not. It is somewhere in the middle. So you could have a go at that, or you could turn the sphere... But that relies on you making strength checks. Yes, thank you. Yes. That's there we go. Yeah. Yep. That's what Gara can do. Make make strength checks. Yeah, yeah strength checks will be your yep. friends. I'll, I'll leave the boys. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the silver boys. makes a strength check. Gara assists. Moving the globe. Oh, natural eighteen. Yep, I assist. So that is a thirty-four with Garen's aid. No, just by myself. Thirty-eight. Yeah. It's basically you pick it up. Oh shit! This is heavy. <laughs> turn it, turn it, turn. Because it. it doesn't roll mm-hmm. in the things very well. You've got to actually pick it up, mm. turn it, and then drop it back down. There's the slight doom gunk. One more noise more point. Noise. Yeah. You're, that's that's you guys achieving that successfully, rather than like knocking it off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens if you turn up one of those rods. <laughs> Okay. Okay, Lucy pours acid. Careful. Careful. Yes. Careful. 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 Evidently, I never used it, but I still have it in my character sheet. When it sure. comes to peering inside a dark globe to see what's in there, your dark vision is going to be really so freaking happy. Now that it's in a nice, convenient upwards position, you have no difficulty. And the good part is you can just uncork this and tip. You don't yeah. need to smash bottles or make noise. Mm-hmm. So tip, 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 tip. Roll me a, I want to say a d6 worth of acid for an acid flask. 
Yeah. Anybody else actually know that? I can look huh? it up. I don't actually it's usually it's written down. So I'll look yeah. it up. You. Yeah. Thanks. I just opened the book two pages from the acid. I think people should be impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Books. So how many how many new credits do you get? One d six. Yeah, one d six. One d six. Takes one point of acid splash damage, but in this case, you're pouring it carefully instead of smashing it. Oh, I will too. Cool. The stone sizzles slightly. There are some slight like hisses and pop noises from this, but so inaudible you're not actually picking up noise here. Does Two damage. Appear to do anything. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the stone begins okay, to melt. Okay, I can have another one. Another one. <laughs> do we need? Do we need another one? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Let's just oh, five this time. You don't know how deep you're yeah. going, so you're you're presumably not just going to tip it and see if you melt whatever's inside no. as well. But you pick no. carefully away at this. You are achieving something. The stone yeah. is melting. It is thinning out. The beautiful, well, at this point, the crude filigreed yeah. sea is just giving way to just yeah, plain we'll, we'll stone. Yeah, we'll suggest that Lucy yeah. be real careful not to break. And you've the done rest seven points of acid damage to it thus far. Okay. Darren is consoling Argos. Three this time. Ten points of acid damage. Okay, that's still all my acid bubbles. You have still then, not yeah, seen a usable result here. Yeah. Okay, um... So that's one... Oh, as, as well as... Um, uh, yeah. Silver got Silver one. Got one. Oh, I've got three. Alright, cool, excellent. Okay, three again. Thirteen. Yep, still no usable result. Four. Got something. Oh, stop. there we go. Got stop it. at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, so, right, so, so the party will replace your acid flask. Lucy, you're sitting there looking at this and knowing what you know about alchemy and how much... Yeah. Like, the, the good part is the acid melts through the hardness of the stone. So you're yeah. going, yeah, like, we could be animals and bash away at this with a hammer and chisel, but we'd have to overcome, like, eight points of DR first. So it's <laughs> going to go bang, thump, bang, thump. Let's use science. Let's use alchemy. Yeah. Let's use acid, which ignores hardness. Yeah. But you're looking at it, looking at the size of the globe and going, okay, so if what we're looking for is in the exact center... We're going to need a shitload of acid to get through this, because what we've melted through is about an inch of stone, so it's about oh, yay thick. Suddenly silver falls out you're, another two more bottles. You would yeah, congratulations, melt. guys. Yeah. Nice, nice job having acid. Yeah. You would have to melt quite literally a hundred times this to melt through to the other side of the globe entirely. So you're kind of hoping it's towards the surface instead of in the fucking middle. I know. And indeed, as you melt through the sea, there's a drip and a and. The stone falls away and you realize, ah, ha, ha. Right. You can see the internal construction of this. And in here, there is, uh, I'll probably doodle this again to make it this thing. There is the outer sphere and an inner sphere. And then a whole bunch of, not rods like what are holding it up, but basically struts and supports. So there's a solid ball in the middle of the globe. But to prevent it from being obscenely heavy, they've partially hollowed it. And as you delve here, and what you've basically got is, like, there's a segment here that's hollow, and a segment here that's hollow, and then stone in between them, and in this particular segment, under the Varesian Sea next to Corvosa, there is something in it. Can we take it out? Oh, yes. Lucy has has a, a hole yay big here, she can feel easily, like, yeah. you, you get a cloth out, you rub the acid off so you're not mm-hmm. burning your arms. You reach in. Safety first. <laughs> and um, there, there is indeed something in here that at this point just looks like a bundle of old leather. Yes. But it's presumably what you're It's important for. leather. So who wants the... Who, who is taking shred wing of the cloak? I think... Hey. I'll do it. 
Okay. Enjoy your curse. I think I think Silver's positive enough to just jump at it. Okay, so we don't want to talk about it and discuss that as a party? You're well, just going like, to go straight in? Well, I'm I just going to put it on my bag. Yeah, Silver would just do that. Okay. Just put it in his bag. Cool. So Lucy melts it through and goes, oh, I think I think we're through here. Yep, cool, cool. Rub the ass away. Yeah. Silver goes, cool, got it. Reach in, it's a bundle of leather. You're presumably going to shake it out and actually check it's yeah. what you're looking for sure. as opposed to just go, cool, we found what we're after, let's yeah. leave. So does it look like indeed... Uh, it does indeed look like a thing that I don't think I have a photo of this because yeah. some things got photos and some things didn't. Excuse me. Beedly, beedly, beedly. No, I do not have a photo of it. But um, what it looks like is it is definitely a cloak. It's got a cla- It's got a collar built into it and a clasp around here. It's made of a fine sort of, it's made of a fine high quality leather of some kind. Looks like it has maybe little struts or supports through it. Uh, and people may give me a knowledge arcana check. Okay. Looks something that I actually have. <laughs> Two spell you can't do arcane. I'm not a spellcaster. Fifteen. Fifty also. Yes, Can we have a level spell yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. Alright. Knowledge arcana. Yeah. Ooh. So, 18 plus 11, so... 29. So, Elagos, as you very well know, you <laughs> recognize draconic things when you see it. These look like they almost appear... They, it looks like the cloak has been designed to resemble a pair of dragon wings that clip together and sort of flow nice. down your back. You'd say they're not real wings, but you know that Casavon removed his wings at some point, so presumably he built them into this. They sort of look like, like it's like the equivalent of a shrunken head, but okay. made of dragon wings. So they're shrunk right down, but they still look soft, obscenely good quality. Silver, it like it feels lovely just in your hands when you've oh. got it, and and looks like completely untouched by time beautiful filling cloak gets a smallest drop of acid on it and it doesn't melt through or burn or anything it's very obviously magical you don't need to detect magic on it to go mm, yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> alright I'm putting that on the the list because it may actually while we're just keeping it it may be a magic item that you're not going to sell it but it you is know. Shred, ring, shred wing shred wing the cloak of Casavon yes probably cursed but yes <laughs> I hope not. We're, we're meant to use it to, to defeat yeah. him, aren't we? Yeah, you, you feel confident, Silver. You feel great. You found the first thing you need. Then it turns out the latest item possessed by Castlevon is the one that he moves into. Amalia thought you would need force to do this. She didn't oh. count on the awesome power of alchemy! Alchemy! <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't think about this the first time. And Siol will look at this as you fold it. Ah, that is undoubtedly what I'm seeking. Ah. Once we get out of here and it's all quiet and safe, so yeah. you can have a couple of days to do research on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He, he very much wants you to do um, like what he was very much expecting. So what do you want to do? Flick it open, check. It's a cloak that obviously resembles the one you're looking for. You know, he will actually take a peer around inside the globe. There's nothing else in there. Alright, let's get out of this pretty place. Yes, I'll whistle, 
Oh, oh yeah, let's carry, a, let, let's carry Amelia, Amelia's body out and get out of this creepy ass place. Cool. So I think we just want to put it in like a blanket and yep. carry it out. You may no. do so with ease. Yeah. Nobody wants to poke the one button rods. Uh, no. Do you want a magic device then? No, I'm not gonna play with them. It's yeah, because it could make the glow yeah, form and around. it's gonna go thunk. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, no, we put Amalia into the cloak. We put her totem spear on top of her. Um, mm. We check the room for any more of her possessions, and I think we'll put the rest of the guys up on. Um, Actually, move do, the rest of the, the bodies up onto the shelves. On uh, yes, as a matter of fact, they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, treasure! Yeah, I'm Yeah, I'd have bought this up, so. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, we're not as rich. They can never be rich enough. Silver's gonna update his totem spear. Silver's not rich. Okay. Um, so, Amalia herself. Yeah. Um, Again, shall I just assume you basically gather everything that's of value and then truck it out of yep. here? Yeah, but um, Amalia... Well, I want to track Amalia's stuff on a secret yeah, list, because that true. we're just giving to the show. Cool. Uh, she has a magic totem spear. Yep. And she has magic um, hide armor on. Yep. And she has an un- an undrunk potion labeled and she won't take cure serious wounds. Nice. Uh... Magic. Alright. Um, You're keeping that. Th- that I'll put in the general yeah. treasure. Uh-huh. That's um, not a Shuanta artifact. Amongst the, um, amongst the other stuff that is on these corpses that you can find that is whole and intact, um, there is a nice, there is a nice pile of potions that are, that is actually sitting on a shelf in here. Cool. Oh, sorry, I'm mistaking myself slightly. Uh, she has a potion that is labeled something you can't read. Yeah. That Elvis looks at and says, yeah, it, it says cure serious wounds in Thessalonian. Yeah, sweet. Over there on the shelf. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, there's another five of them. Sweet. <laughs> so, times, times five cure yeah, serious wounds. Times six total. Times six. I forgot that she'd nick, she'd basically come in here and nick one. Well, that was sensible of her. Mm-hmm. Um, Shame she didn't get a trust to drink it. Then on the assorted corpses around the room, there are other magical things. Cool. Um, one of them is wearing a magic ring. Magic ring. The same one is wearing magical braces. Oh, this is, this is like a dream. Magical items. <laughs> Give it to me. The same one I is wearing something. magical boots. Oh, I haven't got boots yet. A different guy yep. is carrying a magical glaive. Ooh, long pole arm. Man, Crojan might the favored, want that. The favoured weapon of Kazog the Rune Lord. And then there is a big pile of what you assume was probably in a non-magical bag, Jack, because they're just kind of like under one of the corpses yeah. down by the hip, scattered all the down. Gems. Ooh. Precious, glittering gems. Lovely. Nice. How many did you 11,132 gold worth of shiny, shiny gems. And that's why I enter the room. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a bunch of magic, there's a bunch of magic shit here. Yeah, there is a crap load of, of valuable magic items. Amalia's, li- Amalia's personal stuff on, the se- on a separate list. Because yeah. we're just giving that back to Progen. Yes. And then this is a pile that we're sharing with Progen. We're not just giving it yeah. to the no, Yeah, we're not going to give him all this treasure. No, we are going to give him a share of the treasure. Yes. And we're definitely giving him... <laughs> but we're just giving him yeah, Amalia, giving him Amalia her stuff. and yeah. her stuff. Except for the potion of Cure Serious Wounds that she nicked off a Thessalonian pile of Cure Serious Wounds potions. Yeah. That's going back in the general treasure list. How, uh, how is she going into the bag? Oh, like, uh, no, we're not putting her in a bag. We're just no. putting her in a blanket and carrying her out. They're just carrying her out. 
I imagine very much you wrap her in a blanket, Garen just picks her up, Superman style. Garen's going to ask, you know the cloak of charisma Garen wears? Yep. That has the um, emblem of Saturnite on the back? Yep. He's going to wrap her up in that. Yep. Awesome. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't want to put her in a bag or hold it. No. no. But um, after we take the magic stuff off the rest of the bodies, mm. let's put the rest of the bodies on the shelves in the other rooms and put blankets and stuff over there. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Karen can easily carry her corpse up. Eh? Oh, easily. I think we. I'd like to help. We can do yeah. this like pallbearers. I will Zero. require one more stealth check from you, Jack, for all this looting and lifting and carrying sure. and muttering and things. Uh, that's a um. Are we are we still within our elixir of stealth time? Uh, yes, this is not taking you enormously long. All right, so twenty-seven. Sure. A thousand bonds is going to be off of the freaking moon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can add another noise point, but yep. nothing um, happens. Yay! Yay. You're all sad because you didn't get to attack us for tentacles. Not once. <laughs> There's pages and pages about how to do the tentacles and putting strings on maps and all this kind of thing. Strings on maps? Because yes. it goes through the walls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> In celebration, let's all have a quiet cheer. One, two, three. Hey. Look, I'm sorry I'm too sneaky for and your dungeon. <laughs> you presumably at this point leave the Acropolis of the Enshrines. There's one more noise point as you go up the elevator and one yeah. more noise point as you um, shut the door again. Yeah. yeah. Leave. And as you shut the door again, there is the... And just as you shut it, you feel the whole ruin shake very slightly. And unseen by anyone inside in the cutscene, the tendril comes back out from the pool and goes... to find us. Around the room trying to find the source of the noise and then eventually retracts back into the pool. You did not have a single combat encounter. Yes! Crojan had many. Ugh, fucking Crojan. That was scary though. Would you not have to have his beautiful CR24 form? All his tentacles are only CR6 each one. You can fight lots of them. Yeah, some way them up even more. Well, yeah, but... CR24, you'd have to be I'm sorry we didn't alert your team. To fight the abomination directly, yes. Your team would have to be level 20. That's what I'm saying, you'd have to be a little... Yeah, yeah, you've screwed up if you've woken the Cthulhu monster. Yes, if you actually wake it up entirely, it just murders you. But you'd have to be going. Like, you would have to be the biggest moron imaginable to actually achieve that. What you just get is a shitload of tentacles, which is bad enough. So, Crotin. Yeah, even Crojan might not have been that loud. No, I'm talking like you. You go, man. Pippin wasn't intrusive enough. <laughs> Let's find the heaviest, spikiest things we can and chuck them in the pool while dancing over it, going, "Who's gonna eat my butt? Who's gonna eat my butt?" <laughs> then you get the Hibero. Silver put a rock concert on. Let's have a pool party with really loud uh, beach music yeah. in this in this kickoff pool. So at oh, that little, sounds at, like a freaking. At noise 50 total, you get Wrath, where you have six tentacles at a time. Um, and at 200, you get the Havero wakes up. So you've got to be going. Yeah. yeah. Like, you've got to just go, the solution here is to make as much noise as humanly possible. Let's sound burst everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the the old guy on the porch telling everyone to shut up. And alas, <laughs> you leave without ever rousing the Havero or fighting its tentacles. Or no, just no, 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 treasure. You get no XP of any kind. Oh. Annoying the jail. 
I'm going to come around and tell you because I know how sad it is when yeah. you don't eat your monster oh. doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I didn't spend three hours creating the monster or anything with Nora, so that's the joy of free rights. Yeah, yeah, well, Plus, like, it, um, my empathy comes from the, you know, it took me four hours to stat this va- painstakingly stat this vampire, and 20 minutes for you I to think, incinerate it in round one. I think the first, I'm looking at you, searing like girl. I think the first session in here of, um, I, I think the Havero earned its money in the first session, yeah, and yeah. you guys went... Let's make no noise because every time we do it, the GM starts doing this. Awesome, awesome. Let's not cast detect magic because it's going to make our noise go up. Utter words. incredibly difficult fighting those assassins quietly. Yes. It yes. wouldn't be nearly so hard if we hadn't had to fight them quietly. And the Cinnabar probably got away because we were trying not to be discreet about it. It's true. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So you can attack us with the sadness a couple more times to make yes. up for the lack of. You have completed the Acropolis of the Enshrined. You get the little achievement of don't wake the sleeper. Yay! Nice. All right. And now we can identify these bloody magic items. Well, first, sure we do as, as we as we yeah. come up, um, do we in fact find the body of an assassin tied up either in the courtyard or on the way out? Uh, he was outside with Crojan. Right. Because so, you guys asked Crojan to take him out. Cool. So when you go out, you do indeed find Crojan, you know, a kilometre off by that boulder with, um... With Nakota? Nakota, thank you. And a captured assassin. And, and a couple of thundercallers and a captured assassin. Cool. He looks like he might have been punched a couple of times, but he's by and large okay. Cool. All right. Well, we will go see Crojan. Yeah. So and we've got... He's still unconscious. Yeah. So we've got... Kind of, Crojan's just kind of kicked him on the way through. Yeah. So we've got Amelia wrapped in a cloak that has mother-son symbol on it. Yeah. And she's on a... Like a stretcher. Um... Impromptu stretcher that you and me carrying. Uh, actually, let me just let me just check what I prepared. Today. Well, we could use one, my totem spear and her totem spear to carry it. Yeah, but I'm want. thinking they're going to want to carry it once we bring it to them. Yeah. So we don't want you to lose your totem spear. No. Tragically, I didn't prepare tents of floating this today, so she's uh, not floating along under her own really? power. Oh, we could have fashioned the stretcher. Uh, well, out of we, 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 yeah, I it's think two totem yeah. spear stretcher sounds awesome enough. Yeah, you know? and then we've got um, a bunch of us on each stretcher. So, yeah. an important question: as we emerge into the hot sun of a blazing desert day, yeah. is CL coming with us or what? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> hey, is the vampire shunning the light? <laughs> you know, you did go in in the day, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You come in in the day, and he. The sun here is ruinous to one's complexion, but fortunately there are spells that can protect against such things. I kept an additional prepared, although presumably you have taken your own precautions. Few few are hardy enough to survive out here. And he sort of looks at Garen, who has like the slightest bead of sweat on his forehead, as <laughs> the only person here that isn't actively protected by newer elements. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but literally, Ciel can cast one on you if people desire, but you have no need of it. Yeah. And then he simply... Pulls his cloak over his head, pulls his arms into his sleeves, folds them up like so, and walks out into the sun. It's not touching him. Yeah. And he appears to be fine. Yeah. 
Alright, so us and our new weird best friend go see Crojan, and we've got Amelia Eyes of Flame on a sort of buyer thing with Teldrum Spears and the Cloak of Saren Ray. He looks up at you. Keldrish, what did you discover in the ruins? Uh, lots of stuff, but this would be the most important thing. Like sideways eyes at this weird fucking strange, yeah. strange person that's just turned <laughs> Oh, off. this is our friend Sial. He was down there too. Sheratok Shemek. Sial me looks at him, I do not speak your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll lay down the body of Amelia as respectfully as possible Crojan sort of looks confused for a moment and what is this looks at it looks startled stares back at the Acropolis stares back at you looks down like you've sort of got the totem spare like sort yeah. of lying on her chest like so looks at it Picks the totem spear up, looks down at her again. Is this? Thumps on the ground. Honkavanan! Woof! The end of it goes up in flame, and his eyes go wide. And he stares the totem spear for a long moment and taps it again, mutters Honkavanan, it goes out again. Um, and puts it very gently back down on her. Is this what I. Th- is this who I think it is? I. Yes, yep. we're pretty sure, yeah. Amalia, eyes aflame. She who dove into Cindermore and returned. Yeah. She who walked once from one side of the land to the other in but seven steps. She who shaped the stone and earth beneath her. And he drops down to his knees looks up at the sun and starts muttering a bunch of things in Shawante where he is basically praying, thanking Mother Sun mm. um, and Father Father Sky for returning them to her. Mm. Returning her to them, rather. Mm. Um, it's it's about what you would think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Amalia, eyes of flame. Honkavanan! My blood ignites! Yes. <laughs> like the thunder callers are looking at this and, you know, looking like they're trying to restrain themselves. And the thing slumbers deep below, there is no longer any need for silence. It's it, it, not out here, no. Hongavana! Hongavana! <laughs> boom! Boom! They start waving their totem spears, <laughs> cracking <laughs> thunder across the that place. That was remarkably restrained for them. And yeah. You see, Seol's just like. They stop talking to He puts his fingers in his ears very politely. Yeah. <laughs> it's loud if you have vampiric hearing. Yeah. Elvish hearing. <laughs> human hearing, or whatever. <laughs> And Crojan is just super excited by this. Yay. Yay. Happy Crojan. Yeah. <laughs> you intend to return her to us. We, must we told you that we would. We must take her to the tribe. Uh, we figured we could leave that to you. Quite. Yes, yes. Of course. I will carry her back to Thousand Bones myself. This... 
cannot believe that she is here. What what became of her? What happened? What is in that place? Our people must know. Well, I think we can pretty much give him a summary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he pretty much knows yeah. the experience yeah. the tentacles. Yeah. So yeah. we'll explain, you know, upstairs there were these things, then we got attacked, then downstairs we all fought assassins, yeah. then we found some treasure, which we've got over here, and um, then we found the, the room and the globe and Amalia, and then we found the shred, the shred ring. And he's he's just looking at you like he's he's kind of very obviously to Silver. He's kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. You intend to return her to the Skilquar. Yeah, yeah. And then you know looks at you like that was our deal. Looks at the sort of totem sphere and the fact that she's still in her armor because you haven't stripped off it because there's no point if you're not taking it. And you wanted and you wanted a share of the treasure, so we've kept track of all the stuff that we found, and we'll sort and we can sort that out. But we don't know what the magic items do yet, so we won't be able to work that out for a little bit of time. He stares at you like he is just—he's sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then, Garen puts his hand on the. On his shoulder, something like this. <laughs> <laughs> He'll actually come down slightly yeah. to get getting what you want to do. Lord, you know I follow the sun. Believe me when I say she needs to go home. We intend to remain here for some small period of days if you should wish to remain with us. And Crojan sort of looks at her him. No, unless you have need, unless you have particular need of me, I will return to the Skullquar, return Amalia's body for them. We will remain where we were encamped by Flameford. Come to us when you have completed your business in the Cinderlands when you are ready, and we will speak again. I cannot speak for all the war leaders of Flameford, but... What you have done here carries what carries great weight with Crojan eats what he kills. I will make my voice and wisdom heard to the others. Stovall Ekbital Nalharest, he says to Garen, and gives you the manly fucking cry. He just grabs your forearm and fucking crushes it. And Garen does death. the same. Like it's going white and wincing. Yeah, and we secretize our testosterone. And then he will go around. He will go around to the same. Stovalic tal nal harest. Clutch, crush. Clutch. Less crush on silver. Clutch. Because you're manlier, so he crushes your arm less. Because you're. Jack, he literally almost picks up off the ground. Because he could just pick her up and swing her around like this if he's going to He's not. You don't think he's trying to hurt you? This yeah. is just the manly... Growth. He's just overexcited. Yeah. Um, no, Lucy's not going to accept that. She, she instead was... <laughs> and then have his head down to her level. He looks kind of confused. And then that she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we should show her that option. That's actually peeling back into Ra. Don't worry, rest. We walk the land as brothers. Awesome! Yes. You're happy now? <laughs> <laughs> You've worked hard for this. Tarnak, Val, and Nan. 
May the way guide you. Tarnak Valian. May the way guide us all. Uh, I believe that's... Is this where you're keeping track of your magic respect points? Yes. yes. Um, it's, cool. It's on the uh, you gain three respect points for finding and returning the bones of Amalia Isaflame. Nice. Yes. Three respect. respect. Three respect. Two. Sweet. Okay, so that's 34. <laughs> that seems like an extraordinarily high amount. Uh, no. Far higher than I have. Five... 10. Oh, sorry. 19. 19. Sorry. 19. Sorry about that. <laughs> like, wow, you just smashed the charm to the ground. You've gone up quite a bit when I wasn't paying any attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we did just return a legendary thing back to the truck. I got into higher than I It doesn't hurt if you double them. I think we should I do mean, that with all our scores. I think if we brought her back alive, we probably would have had that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. If we bring back a thousand-year-old legend and she's still alive, we should yeah. just get 20 respect points. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep in mind, the only thing you've done to equal that thus far is beating Crojan in the traditional game of Shredna, which was also yeah, a free choice, too. Yeah. 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 Because that, that was just damn badly. Um, yeah, but Crojan likes us now, thank goodness. We're his brothers. Oh, so uh, he will tell you, among other things, um, he will personally put his voice up, but he is not all the Shante. He's not even all the Skullqua. No. Yeah. Um, he has an important voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At this point, you are you are still at the plus 10 respect threshold. All hostility from Shante goes down a step. Mm-hmm. So friendly ones become helpful, um, indifferent ones become friendly, etc., etc. So nobody is automatically hostile to you on site anymore. Yay! Nice. Well, uh, even you... those guys, even those wolf guys that yes. attack every issue make they see. Yes. Wow. They are merely unfriendly to you. They yeah. will hate you, but they won't actively start shooting at you the second they see you. Wow. That's a hell of an achievement. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and you can enter flame for the war camp unchallenged. Oh, That's what Projen actively tells you. It's sweet. Because we need to go there and give them a share of the treasure. Yeah. We don't have to do that, you know. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. No, we don't. We didn't promise. It's true, you don't. No, we didn't 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 promise. We only promised she wanted treasure. You're traveling uh, with a paladin. No, yes. actually, he wanted the he wanted the whip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. So yeah, he's he's the whip. And you told him you didn't know if you'd be able to give him the whip because you didn't know whether you could get it or not. But you'd yeah. give him some share of the treasure, which, in all fairness, he has just walked off with a magic totem spear and a magic right. set of hide armor. So right, Lucy's so argument we'll is actually perfectly valid. All right. Yeah. So um, we'll I will at this point offer Crojan a choice. He can have a share of what we found in there, or we'll just give him the whip, depending on how he wants to. Um, as a vote. You found the whip. Show it to me. Show it to me. We don't know what it does yet, but when it pick, I pick it up, I feel sick. So it may, you might be better with a share of the general treasure. This is a foul and odd thing. It weakens rather than strengthens. He sort of drops in the desert, then it immediately looks fine. I do not desire this. It is some sort of Cursed ancient artifact. Yeah. Bring yeah. ruin upon its wheel. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. At that point, Garen picks it up. Feels fine. Thought so. Fine. It's lawful. Feels great. You know, why? I don't even know. I think you're proficient. No, I don't think you are proficient with whips because they're exotic. Oh, there are exotic, yeah. yeah. There's a silver is proficient with whips because he's a bard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, really? Yeah. It's still going to hurt you because you have to be fair. But yeah, Darren, you pick it up and you're like, no, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm neutral. It's, I'm neutral. It's yeah. still one, yeah. like, you know, this, is, this is light, strong, well-made. Yeah. You know, it feels like it's a really well-constructed. It feels great in your hands. 
improve tripping? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it only works for people who walk a certain walk a certain path. And it is not my path. It is not the way. I. Alright, so in that case. Shockingly, I'm not I'm chaotic. <laughs> I'm barbarian, he's shocking. I know, right? Shocking. Oh my god, my right, So we can give him, um, we can give him something else, some we'll other stuff in the treasure pile him. once it's identified. And, yeah, at this point, he's actually perfectly happy to just walk off and trust yep, you to show up. Yeah, sounds sweet. Because among other things, you guys actively want to go back to the Shanta at some point to check on the yeah. state of the war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Oh my god, you guys never get rich in that rate. Giving yeah, away destroy, treasure, giving away treasure, destroying evil dis- artifacts. Dis- 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 exactly. Uh no, he did not negotiate anything of the sort with you. No. And he is relatively happy. He says the Brotherhood of Bones does not have significant resource, but I have been assigned a certain amount of useful objects to investigate this matter. Mm-hmm. You have done the majority, you have done the lion's share of the fighting and the collecting here. Um, I will take a small, I will take a small portion to cover some of my expenses, and he will take, assuming you guys don't make an issue out of it, he will take about 500 gold worth of those gems. Sure. And just effectively stick them in his pocket, straight in his pocket. Cool. Well, actually, he'll, um, in, in theory, he'll do that. He'll actually help you identify the things. And if one yeah. of them turns out to be the amazingly useful Asmodian thing, then he'll make yeah. some well, sort of deal with you. Yeah, but we'll, we'll take we'll take the five hundred GP for now, and yeah. um, that's his share monetarily. Yeah. Yep. So that's easy enough because we'll just sort out three or four really big fancy ones that are worth that and give them to him. And he will sort of introduce himself in the coder, and the coder's like. Okay, who is this? Oh, right, Seol. Okay, yeah, I don't know you. I never met you so in the first place, but I, yeah, I yep. know who you are. Um, and he's, he's, the sun is most injurious to delicate complexions. I have a, I have a dwelling place. It is gory. <laughs> oh no, we stole it. Yep. He points <laughs> to the house that you stole. <laughs> Something of yours that we sort of found. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we found this this magic house out in the desert. We worked out how to deactivate it. Then we stole it. We borrowed it because we're giving it back. This is like, hey, um, as a friend, I'm telling you, if you leave your stuff lying around like that, somebody might come and stole it. Steal it here. <laughs> <laughs> but this time again you get a surprise when he gets the eyebrows come up he takes the barn house the little pink chest piece like this looks at it fascinating you must be an accomplished sage to figure out how to deactivate it he says he says to Elidos and Elidos is just like glare points at Lucy <laughs> Impressive. But the bright side is, now you can set it up out here and we don't have to walk back to where your house was. Exactly. <laughs> it was not my inclination to place it too closely to the... Yeah, you're the right, we should go... I do not wish to disturb what slumbers. Alright, let's walk a bit that way and then and you can pick a new spot to set up shop and we'll just camp outside. <laughs> and he and puts the house down, gives it the command, we're Wolf the giant tower with a skull on top. Oh, yeah. by the way, I'm sorry about your mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 
you know, he's a cleric of Fresno and he just gets excited when he sees Precisely that. what interactions occurred with you and the Bowen house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we'll give him a very... We found this thing. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. The mummies can disturb. Not my idea. One... My... Previous, one, a previous member of the Brotherhood of Bowens who created this item some two hundred years ago was gaudy. Yes, <laughs> you need not concern yourself with the mummy. They are formed of the bone that makes up the house. It will return when the item is reactivated. Oh, that's very nice. Oh, I see. Yeah, Garen's yeah. not going to sleep in that house. Yes, so I think oh. we'll sleep. As if you do not have dwellings of your own, you are most welcome to. I I'll must be with his spot. Yeah, no, that's okay. No, I can make my own map. I'll make us a magic house out here. Alas, comfort has been traded for what was thought to be impregnability. Things are impregnable to Lucy. No, he'll happily take you in and show you around the place. Yeah. The mummies do nothing to you. Oh, nice. Uh, because you're the obviously his guest. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> and it's it's literally like a big bone tower. It, it has alcove, like it's got a, a bed in it made of this sort of stone bone-like material, oh, but it's not God. a soft, comfy bed. It's a slab that you put your bed roll oh, on. No thanks. Seal <laughs> doesn't seem discomforted or bothered by this in the slightest. Like he's just amazingly good at sleeping in weird places. So or we, not um, sleep at all. Yeah, Maybe we, he doesn't sleep at all. We um, walk a mile away, a mile or two away from the Acropolis, yeah. Yeah. and he then did. we'll set up our, and then I'll construct a magic house that we can sleep. He in. has basically no real stuffing here, among other things. Um, He's clearly got a bag of holding or something of that neighborhood where he's keeping all his crap. So if he's got bed rolls and tents and shit, they're in there. Mm. If he has bed rolls and tents. Or a coffin, you know, whatever fits. Um, <laughs> Why would you need a coffin when you oh, have a stone yeah. slab already? It's true. But, but basically, um, Jack, the, the bone house is effectively something like the magnificent mansion turned into an item. It loses all the comfort. It comes with its own mummy guards yeah. and that kind of thing. So... Oh, he's really he's, a, he's an elf, so he doesn't sleep, he meditates. True. <laughs> yeah. So we will... Um, as a human, I must get my eight hours of rest. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, he's sitting upright as he meditates. So yeah, we we walk out into the desert, we construct our magical yeah. houses, and then we yeah. hang out, out, identify items, yeah. and have two days rest. Yeah, because yeah. he wants to identify... The, he wants to spend two days with the thingy. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. fair. And he can... He, he says, I am also capable of casting spells of identification. It is my wish to continue on with whatever I can uncover from the cloak, but I will spend, if you wish, I will spend an hour communing on an item first and then return to my studies. No, that's okay. We're going to need something to do while you're doing your studies. Um, Alan Goss and I and Lucy can do the identifying. Yes. Was he offering a free identify? Yes, he was. Yeah, yes, he yeah was. that's yep. that's that is. Fun. Yeah, that, okay. that just let him do his thing. Okay, like he's a cleric of magic. Oh, mm. so he's got one free identify. Yes, he does. Mm. All right, okay, that is attractive. <laughs> How about the whip? Yeah, yeah, the whip. It'd be good to so I can't touch the whip. But okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lucy can do some. Lucy can do some use magic device for some of the others. <laughs> I am touching that whip. Can't touch this. Do, 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 do. Of course yeah, not. It's so, not. Okay, you, you, you are too lawful. <laughs> <laughs> too many rules. You must have, yeah, you must have been part of this many vigils to wield this web. Exactly. Since you are a monk. 
and protect it. <laughs> really, do I have to like look? Uh, so magic is indeed an Asmodian domain, which yeah. various people would know. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ones that he apparently has. Nice, excellent. So, what does he tell us about the whip? Uh, as you suspected, this item is abhorrent to those who find themselves aligned with the less ordered forces of the universe. Mm. Everyone looks at me. Such an item. Well, I'm Jack is the one who sees when you hold it, it makes you sick. Yeah, yeah. Right. such yeah. an item will prove difficult to hold if you are not in harmony with the laws of nature and the universe. He says, <laughs> giving Jack just the slightest, like he's not being super offensive, just the slightest withering look. Like, you're yeah. wrong. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, that's right. a very However, it should, it should prove yeah. to be a significant bane against such foes. Is a plus two axiomatic whip. Oh, damn! Uh, axiomatic is basically chaos bane. It, it, deals extra, it deals extra damage to chaotic, chaotic creatures. People. That's why and you were super safe. Provides negative levels to chaotic creatures that wield it. Oh, Which shit. is why she's yeah. feeling sick. And my corrigan was all like, actually, this makes me feel really weak. Yeah, yeah. No. You, should, you should not carry axiomatic weapons if you are chaotic, because they are aligned to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. they hate mm-hmm. you. What about a neutral person carrying it? I'm pretty sure you can. Okay. It's only if you are chaotic that you Yeah, have it's, it's, it's anti-chaos. So I don't feel sick when I touch it? Are you chaotic? No, I'm neutral. No. Then no, you do not. Okay. All I'm right. pretty confident. I don't. Th- I'm pretty confident you only have to be not chaotic as yeah. opposed to lawful. Can we get some dice? Yeah. Can we? Can we have some use magic devicey checks on the stuff? Sure. Because I'd love to see how Lucy's yeah. going to figure out what a magic bottle does. Mm. <laughs> she has alchemy testing. Uh, can I have the DMG at this point? That's the actual shit here. It's going to be easy yeah, it bestows a negative level on any chaotic creature attempting to wield it, which cannot be removed until you stop using the weapon. Yeah. Well, it's good that it comes back again when you stop touching it, so... So it's not actually not cursed. No. Yeah, because we thought before it was cursed, but it's not actually cursed. Then it's you just yeah, when yeah. we just start rolling. Play with the things. What are you looking at, Lucy? Um, the, what's, we'll go in order. Right? Yeah, bottles. Magic bottles. bottles. Magic bottles. Magic bottle number one. Um, 34. I, I would say at this point we won't be um, starting the DC no, no. thing, so we'll just finish yeah, out yeah. this. Um, you will thus have nothing to do with Ash, but that was kind of the same for anyway you were here for watching or anything else. Okay, so you are taking. But you can come next session, right? So you can be right, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah. You are taking the first, the, the first magic bottle. Yep. You're holding it. Yeah. Yep. Thirty-four. Okay. So cool. It it looks like a basic sort of wine glass esque wine bottle, um, just plain glass with a cork. Uh, obviously it's magical. Um, if you look at it, you're like, okay, there's nothing in it. I shake it, nothing happens. Cool. Um, what happens if I take the cork out? Next mm-hmm. obvious action. Nothing happens. Nothing jumps out of the bottle. It's not full of smoke. Okay. What do I do with this? And when you put your ear to it and whisper it words and activate it, you in fact think this item doesn't actually even need activation. It just needs to be uncorked. When you go close to it, something coming out of it and you can feel like a small breeze going past you and so you you go into a sealed room and like shut the doors and windows in the in Jack's hut and open it again Ooh. it's a bottle of air nice excellent and what it does is you can breathe it oh so you uncork the bottle put it in your mouth and you just 
scuba diving kit. Yeah. Oh, neat. Excellent. That's that's what it is. It's a bottle of air, which makes perfect sense in a panic room. Yes. Oh. So, so, so is that is that a, a one-use item? No, it is an item of infinite air. Oh, excellent. Uh, you may even pass it round to multiple people as long as you have enough time to hold your breath between it. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh, 7,250 gold. Whew. That's a quite useful item. Yeah. And, 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 and you can see, like, if you attempt to pour water into it, the water is actively repelled. In, like, a vacuum or underwater, you uncork it. The air stays in the bottle. Does nice. the other one appear to be the same thing? It does not. It okay. appears to be okay. an entirely different bottle. It's a red Ooh. wine rather than a white... Um, 32. That's, that's right. Ready. <laughs> Rosé. So, this one again. Okay, Lucy, you're ready for this one. Like, yeah. first thing we do, we... This, this one is... This one looks more like a flask, like a drinking flask. It's whiskey. But, you know, okay. First thing we do, we uncork it. Oh, crap. No air coming out of this. Cool. What do we do? Tip it over. Nothing happens. Poke, poke. There's nothing in it. We can try and drink it. Nothing happens. No, this one definitely needs activating. You shout a bunch of magic words and arcanic commands and it... It's less that your check is so incompetent this happens and more just for the amusement value of the wily coyote thing. You're holding it up and shaking it. I was. The stream of water blasts you in the face and bowls you over back across the desert. And you cannot turn it off until several minutes later you find the off button. There's a decanter of endless water. Oh god. It produces, depending on what you do, a gallon around, a five foot long stream, or a twenty foot long stream. At 30 gallons around, so it creates, it's a fire hose, basically. Wow. <laughs> it creates an infinite amount of water. Oh, Excellent. 9,000 gold pieces. That so, is super useful. That is really useful. Yeah. Yeah. What if they could block those? Split second and, and just wash everyone with so the bottles. Yeah. What if they could block those? Magic the spoon. Magic, Magic spoon. Yeah. I know what this is. Thirty-two again. Yeah. I'm running quite well. Again, like this has got obvious runic markings on it. Like you, you. Okay, it's a spoon. I think I can suss this. I put it in my mouth and see what happens. Oh my god! You have to be so gutsy to use magic devices. This is why she's chaotic. It's the most reckless person in the party. This is the most reckless person in the party. On this episode of Jackass. This is what happens when you're chaotic neutral. It's do not give a shit. She looks dangerous to me. Instantly, we resolve the thing with the assassin, but we haven't done it yet because Elagos can't have moral debate because he's not sits in the corner and waits for Elagos to reappear to play his character. You know, it's going to end with the guy either being killed or going away in some yeah. fashion, so it's not going to be a major... Uh, yeah, we're either going to kill him or release him. Hopefully kill him. <laughs> I can't find what this thing is called, which suggests it's... Uh, there we go, it's Merlin's cool. Spoon on this one. Merlin's uh, Spoon. Uh, so it's a magic wand? It makes Gruel, I'm pretty sure. No, yep. Merlund, not Merlin. Uh, yeah. Non copyrighted version. Yeah, no, I there's only one spoon in the gym. So, you do indeed actually have to activate this. You cannot just stick it in your mouth and make it do things. But as soon as you activate it, uh, it is filled with a sort of faintly orangey paste. Oh. And, okay, it's a spoon, so 
you know, in the mouth it goes, like slighter. I imagine Luke eating here, he picks the spoon up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. touches it with his tongue. Ooh, ooh. Mm. It makes curry. What's Lucy's taste for spice like? Probably bad because she's very white. So. <laughs> like, ooh, oh, that's 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 real spicy. No, that's that's kind of unpleasant. I'm sorry. But you know, it's you, a spoon of, of spicy boy. You tip it out, and it kind of goes spluck onto the ground, and then just seems to sort of melt away into nothingness. Oh! But every time you raise the spoon to your mouth, more goop appears on it. Uh, and it produces food, a very hot, spicy, like, curry sauce. It's it's like some sort of curried gruel, like the chicken has been purified into it kind of thing. If you've got a taste for spicy food, it's actually reasonably nice, but it is Indian hot curry. Oh, oh my wow. brother would give his left leg for that. Wow. Um, which Elagos can tell you was a favoured dish among the Thessalonians. Oh, uh, there we are. So it's a magic so curry spoon. It is yes. a magic. It is a sustaining spoon of curry. <laughs> um, it does not produce a. It does not produce the flavourless gruel that a uh, normal sustaining spoon does. This one produces what is quite tasty, basically pureed curry baby food for Thessalonian taste. Oh, oh my god! Gosh. It is worth so fifty-four hundred gold. Garen can make the fort safe to eat that. Yeah. Again, if you've got a taste for it, it's actually really nice. I bet yeah. it is. Well, there we are. That's what we feel. Garen, instead of having the boring magic cream, water, <laughs> yeah, Garen can have the Garen Magic curry. curry. <laughs> wow. Well, we're eating magic. That's a thing. I don't know if you've read the descri- spell description on magic create food and water, but we're not getting, we're not yeah. eating, we're not yeah, eating you're well getting gruel, basically. Gruel and cardboard. Food. In fact, you could flavor your gruel with curry sauce. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah makes yeah, it Adaptation. Yeah, mix it's it in. True. Yeah. yeah, mix it in. Yes. I, I just, I love whoever wrote this in their room. Michael Cortez in your panic room, full of weird magical <laughs> items. <laughs> no, no, I approve entirely. This is exactly cool. Cool. that's what you see. Cool. Right. What about the six magical scrolls? We can just read. If them somebody can cast read them. magic, which yeah, actually is on your tablet, you just read them. Uh, they are two spells of clairvoyance, which let you project magical eyes that see outside of your panic room. Two scrolls of sending. Help, help. Which lets you send messages outside your panic room. And two scrolls of dimension door. Nice. That's nice. But they didn't use quick enough. Nope. They were not expecting the interdimensional tendrils of doom. Mm. No one ever expected interdimensional tendrils of doom. Yep. Uh, okay. Bloody hell. Every single If one you of can us. give me the GP values of those, um. Mm, I'm not sure I could tell you off the top of my head. Yeah. I but just think it's seeing you've got the GMG over. Oh, you want me to actually look things up? Yeah. I think I am, so I'm sort of GM. <laughs> I'm a Beldrago, I don't look shit up. Uh, let's see. GM Beldrago. Uh, all these things are like fourth level spells, I think. And now clairvoyance, is it? No, dimension, I don't think sending is either, but dimension. Fuck you, sending's a fourth people spell. (laughs) (laughs) As is dimension door. I knew dimension door was. I didn't know about clairvoyance though. Uh, So 700 each for the other two. Um, 700 times two. 700 times six. Every time I hear the Valdrago voice, I just think about the Beagle boys. 
Here we go, Clara Voice is only with Steve 375, isn't it? That's why they call me Wizard Beldrago, because I know the cantrip read magic. Well done, I've only got 11, and I've only got 10 intelligence, so I can't cast Okay, you're saving us I got me one rank in orange shit. Yeah. Fashion crime one. Okay. Classic clock of fashion crime. So this crime, I guess, fashion crime. That's what we're calling it The cloak of fashion crime makes you feel tremendous, quicker, tougher, more resilient. A cloak of resistance plus three. Oh, and the age old question would Silver wear it? It could be dyed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Its colour is not an inherent part of its function. It'll have to be dyed. Lazalonians had no taste. Okay, she can you value what a cloak of resistance plus three? I want to say 9k. Well, of course they have no taste if that's what they eat. Oh, it's they true. want to colour no themselves the same colour as curry. Uh, cloak of <laughs> the bat, cloak of the fat, cloak of the manta ray. Welcome to 9,000 years. Thank you. Alright. Magic Scabbard. Magic wow, Scabbard. Magic Scabbard. I'm running really well at those. And, and we appreciate it. Yep. Yes. I'm so, think it's keenness. You put a, you put a blade of some kind into it. Um, you've got, you carry a dagger, don't you? Yeah. So you look at it and go, oh, well, it's clearly designed for a sword. On the other hand, it's magic. So if I put my dagger in it, the scabbard shrinks and widens slightly to hold your dagger. Cool. Cute. So it will fit any sort of any sort of weapon. Um, and indeed, when you try this with a couple of other things, um, among other things, it will also hold Garin's Earthshaker. What Ooh. happens is when you go to put it in, instead of it being the sword scabbard, like you sort of poke the hand. You, you, <laughs> what, how would you sheathe that? If you sheathe it, would it be hilt first or handle first? I kind of imagine I, I it'd have to be first. handle first. Yes, yeah. because you want the heavy end so, up top. So when you go to put the handle in, it goes tight and wide and tubular. The handle goes in. Cool. Oh, uh, so it goes small. So it goes big and lo- small, narrow and long. Well, um, I know how you'd hold an axe, but I don't know how much how you hold the hammer. When you when you activate it, it, the hammer doesn't look lighter. If anything, it it actually looks a little heavier, like heavier at the edges specifically. Like it's more devastating if it hit well. Uh, okay. This is a scabbard of improved critical hits. Yes. Uh, it is uh, three times a day. You can cast the king. You can cast, You can make the thing you have put inside it keen. And that effect then stays on the weapon until it wears off. Oh, I think wow. several tens of minutes later. And it even oh. affects bludgeoning weapons. Wow. Yes, yes it does. Because this is a magic Thessalonian one. Awesome. I'm actually tempted. So, and what that does is it basically doubles your crit range. Yeah. But doesn't stack with any other method of doing it. So if you take improved crit, it just does the same thing. No, I've That's never played on improved crit. What's the um, GP value? Is deedly deedly dee sixteen thousand gold. Oh, it's expensive. We lots of yeah. treasure. Yes. All right, magic dagger. Okay. Oh, natural training. We've seen. Yeah, she knows magic what she knows a lot about daggers. You, as soon as you pick it up, you can feel the magic thrumming through it. It's <laughs> plus, going through your mind and telling you to do that. It's, it's, it's a plus one dagger. It doesn't appear to read anyone's mind, unlike the previous dagger. Um, 
D&D, you, you hold it and you visualize in your head, you try and get it to arc lightning or drip acid or anything, none of that works. You try visualizing in your head, mummies, nothing happens. Tendril monsters, nothing happens. Fire elementals, nothing happens. Silver, you feel like stabbing silver, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Let's see, what else? Think what one of these things is now off the top of my head. You think of one of those horrible monstrosities that you saw the statue of. Like, what if I saw some unholy fucking abomination that a wizard had strapped together from different bits? Ah, now the dagger feels sharper and more angry. There's a plus one magical beast bane dagger. <laughs> beast bane. Uh, magical, magical beast. Ah, uh, magical beast bane. Because yeah. it's D&D and there's a difference between aberrations and magical beasts. They're yes. two entirely different yeah. things. Yeah. One is an unholy abomination, the other is an unholy abomination made by wizards. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good thing for stabbing out this. Yep. Alright, and uh, then... And that is worth uh, 8,000 gold. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, I'm... I'm Lucy has, Lucy has a little alchemical step. I presume these potions of cure serious. They are indeed what they say on the tin. Yeah. Cool, because it never like, hurts to check. They smell mm-hmm. kind of funny and they taste kind of old, but they still seem to function. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, right. magical, magical potions don't expire. Yeah. Magical ring. All right. Oh, this time is not that great. Twenty six. This this thing's crap. It doesn't do anything. Mm. Oh really? Yeah. I can't make it go. Can, okay. I, can I bad acknowledge it? Sure. 26 is probably not good enough. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bad acknowledge it with a 25. Correct. Yeah, if you also put it on and give it activated, it doesn't even feel. If it wasn't radiating magic from the tick magic, yeah. it's doing nothing for me. Might yeah. have to use identify for Okay, yeah. and Jack gets to identify something. Yay! Yeah. What does the magic ring do? Well, Jack, something much more suited for you than the likes of Silver or, um... Lucy. You look at it and go, hmm, you know, when it, when you bring yourself into when alignment with this, it... Oh, actually, it does work, but it's uh, so fun. My apologies, uh, that is actually untrue. Uh, Jack and Lucy appear to have just been activating it entirely the wrong Silver way. And Lucy, Silver yeah. and Lucy, sorry. Yeah. Um... When you put it on and commute upon it, you feel your arcane power growing in magnificence. I like it. <laughs> it is a ring of wizardry type one. Nice. Um, and what it does is it doubles your amount of first level spells per day. Ooh. Yeah, I think that should definitely go to you. That's space magic missile, right? And that can be used by any arcane spellcaster. Ooh, it could, so it could be anybody. What's the GP uh, value on that? 20,000 gold pieces. Oh, oh that's some expensive stuff. It's made by a limited wish. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, it's because it's you're going from bit of the adventure with no fucking treasure at all to bit of the adventure yeah. full of treasure. Back to you, you can't really imagine Cindermore is carrying round giant piles of loot. Although he does have a portal to the planet elemental fire. Yes. Alright, I think we should give Crojan that. <laughs> yeah, that's what Crojan wants, a ring of wizardry. No, seriously. You don't know how many wizard levels he has. Alright, um, so, braces. Lucy, braces. Okay. 
You have seen Lucy and Char- and Jack and Elios for that matter, because you know lots of weak, woodly, weak people who can't wear armor for whatever reason. Mm, uh, you have seen them cast this mage armor spell that provides you protection that is inadequate versus actual armor, but it's what they've got. This is like that, but a weaker version and a pair of braces. They have braces of armor plus two. Yeah, that's not bad. Plus two is nothing to be. They give you an armor bonus of plus two, which is. Comparatively pitiful because you can wear. It's good for it's good for wizards who don't cast mage armor, yep. aka morons. And they're worth a mighty four thousand gold. Yeah, no, we're probably selling. The only plus side is that you're always wearing them. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. And they. Yeah, that's true. You, you can wear them during the night or something if and you want it. But um, if you're prepared to spend two thousand GP yeah, on something, it you can wear it at night. It does not. Mm-hmm. Although you can, the other thing you can do is just wear them all the time. And when you're, you haven't had a chance to cast mage armor, you've got the they, they both grant you armor bonuses. Yeah. But you know what else you could do for the two thousand GP? You could buy a fucking ring of deflection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mage armor is effectively the spell that goes into making them. Yeah. Once, and then yeah. you'd have an armor bonus that stacks the, with your. The upside is once you get high enough in them and get up to like braces of armor plus five, then they're outstripping the mage armor. For monks. But that's yeah. twenty five thousand gold. So. Yeah. All right. And if we had a monk in the party, that would be more relevant. I'm a monk, this Crojan. Okay. I'm oh, Crojan may. I'm one of I am one of Jared's NPCs. So I probably have monk levels. That's a good one. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah, Crojan may actually want those. Cool, magic boots. Okay. Give us a roll. Yeah, it's better. Um, 37. You're amazing at this. <laughs> yeah. Saving us so many... So yeah, many you've just literally saved the party Lucy, like 1,500 GP. You easily... Actually critic. <laughs> you easily put yourself into alignment with the boots, feeling your own magic reflected back in them. Just as you have done this, the boots can do it for you. They are boots of teleportation. Nice. Damn. They just teleport three times a day. Ugh. Damn. And they are worth 49,000 gold. Oh. We're going to have a hard time deciding what to sell. <laughs> yeah, well, some of the stuff we could just keep as party loot. Yeah. And then we don't have to split it. Because, you know, having the capacity to teleport more than more than our spellcasters can might be useful. On the other hand, you know, we probably have enough spellcasting ability now that we don't necessarily need this. I mean, isn't teleport one of Lucy's spells? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I mean, teleporting us and the horses is pretty hard. The magic boots aren't going to fix that. And when we don't have horses, we can just teleport. Mm. All right, magical glaive. Okay. okay. So, Elidos gives you a long and fascinating rant that were Meredith here she could probably actually do, honestly, given how much background she puts into her characters, but uh, the Rune Lords were all famous for using pole arms, seven Rune Lords, seven different okay. pole arms. Right, so uh, The Glaive is, is um, Karzog's one. This is yeah. obviously not his amazing super artifact yeah. magical glaive. This is yeah. just one, one of his priests had. Well, turn six. Lucy's no good with And Lucy's people. not even proficient yeah. with it, so... Yeah. Like, you stab okay. people with it, obviously. Yeah. This one is probably the one for the Bardic Knowledge, but not great on the dice rolling. Yeah. So, another... Jack identifies the glaive. Uh, so, it doesn't appear to be infused with magic. It's not lighter or anything, so it's not a plus one. Mm. But it is clearly magical in some fashion, and you... Sort of stab out with it, and no, you're actually thinking about yeah, it. I, 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 yeah, I, 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 I use. You bring uh, yourself into alignment with the auras of the weapon, 
and you feel its speed crying out to you. Uh, it is a glaive of speed. Uh, when you make a full attack with it, you get a free attack. Oh, sweet! At your highest base attack bonus, just like it's effectively yeah. permanently hasted. Uh, and that is worth 18,000 gold. It is a plus three weapon equivalent. Nice. I wonder, I, I actually wonder about that for corrosion. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd enjoy that. Alright. Okay, and <coughs> I want to use, if it's possible, I would like to use an identifier on Treadwing. Ah, uh, yes, certainly. Um, I just, oh, I don't okay. want, I, I don't want, you're welcome to roll the Bardic Knowledge, I don't want her fucking want with it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's probably not safe to poke around. No. no. The Bardic Knowledge is okay, because you're no. just looking at it and thinking. But, yeah. um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Lucy doesn't want to touch Yeah, I, I wasn't going to put it on when I picked it up. Like, no, I just wanted to yeah, yeah, But Vardic knowledge is relatively safe. It's relatively yeah. difficult to we're, accidentally yeah. think yourself. I mean, we're, we're, we're just worried. <laughs> we, we were just worried it was like a one ring situation where as soon as you pick it up, you're tempted by it. Yeah. 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 No, I was, just picking, I was just picking it up. I want to put it on. It would look fabulous. <laughs> look like a dragon. Yeah. He's mm. too dangerous. I don't have this in my notes in front of me. Cool. So, Jack, um, when you start um, putting, when you start looking at it, um, (coughs) you can feel the magic radiating off it, and it is radiating magic. Um, it is, and the more you, the more you identify it, the more strongly you feel the magic coming off it. Like when you identify it, as, when you detect magic on it, it just comes across as having a, I forget what the levels are, but you know, a relatively mundane level, like it's a plus one or two um, magical item. When you start identifying it, you can feel the magic in it increasing in response to what you are putting into it. Uh, so it is a plus five cloak of resistance. Nice. Wow. And you can feel like there are more powers in it that your identifier is not presently flagging because they are not presently active. You are going to have to either identify it again multiple times, try like a legend lore on it, or actively poke it and wear it to see yeah. if it'll do other things. But at the moment, if you put it on, it will function as a plus five cloak of resistance. The and thing, that you it's not it. cursed. We don't know that. We don't know that yet. We don't know if it's cursed? We don't know. Uh, There's extra slots that we can't haven't identified yet. Well, in fact, you're going to find this out fairly rapidly because um, uh, Seol will take it off you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Identify it. In fact, because I imagine you're probably doing that at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he says, if I may have Shredwing. And it very clearly tells you, you know, I will take it into the bone house commune with Asmodeus and see what is to be learned from it. Um, and effectively tells you, you know, he's not going to leave the house, so your assurance that he's not running off with it is the fact that he's still yeah. in there. Someone, he doesn't, actively doesn't want someone to come in and see what he's doing with yeah, it. That's he right. wants to do that privately. I mean, yeah. this, we are taking a risk here, but we're choosing to trust him. And he goes well, in there, and, and about three hours, he's, he's, he says, you know, I will spend, I will spend several hours with it and then return to you um, and after about three hours, he comes back looking very troubled, and he says, I can only offer you my apologies. I took my eyes off the cloak for a moment. It is gone. 
I turn to prepare further reagents for my spell. Hmm. And it vanished into thin air. I presume that nobody came into the bone house and removed it behind my back. He says, you know, less accusatory and more, that's the likeliest explanation. Uh, can we go in and, and see where it was? Please. So, we go in? Yep. Garen uh, Testelman says, Death... What was his name again? Seal. Dragon? Seal. Oh, Casabon. Oh, Do you think Casabon could have called it back to him? I cannot imagine how, and yet I do not think I divined all of the relic's purpose. It produced responses an extremely powerful cloak of resistance, yet I sensed there was more upon it. So we check around in the bow house and see if we can find it. Yep. Uh, he tells you, like, it was sitting there, it's just gone. He makes no secret... I mean, it could be stuffed in his pack. Yeah. Um, Silver, however, you don't get the impression he's lying. He is as no. confused by this as anyone else. Um, uh-huh. You know, he, was, he he shows you all around the house, which is pretty spartan. There are cupboards and shit, yeah. but there's nothing in them. And I am reluctant to let you pry through my things, and yet I can see how this must make me appear. Um, and um, at this point I'll... Silver, can you just check it's not in your pack? Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's on top of your pack. First thing in there. You open it. There's a fold-up cloak sitting in there. Oh. And um, Jack will look at uh, some things that belong to someone. Some things, just some stuff that I happen to have run across once or twice. They belong to a person. They can't be taken away. If somebody else borrows them, they go back to that person. Ah, a connected artifact. Cursed just in some, some cases. Just some stuff I, I might have seen once. Cursed in some cases, uh. not necessarily in all. You were the first to take this cloak? Yeah. Of course, I watched you do it, yes. It has bonded itself to you, then. I do not think you will be able to swiftly discard it. Okay. There's worse things to have bonded to me than a cloak of resistance. Well, wait, so you can bo- you can borrow it and have another try. It'll just like after a while, it'll yep. disappear. Yep. And, uh, and the same thing happens again. It is not a. It's not like set like a clock. Three hours later, it disappears. Yeah. It's basically whenever Seal just sort of takes his eyes off it for a bit in any yeah. fashion, it's back in Silver's bag. Maybe a Silver stays in the room while you examine it. He's not all that worried about it now that he knows yeah. where it's yeah. going. Yeah. He just right. comes back out periodically. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maybe it'd be quicker if Silver just stays in the room with you, or at least downstairs, is out the front door. Yeah, yeah. He nods at Jack. Perhaps if you would be so kind. Oh, I can't be there too soon. <laughs> and Silver, yeah, he basically tells you. Um, to be honest. Jack, I imagine, I imagine given the weirdness, you'll probably identify it yourself rather than yep. just take his word for it, but yeah, he's yeah, getting effectively the same result. Uh, and I don't think he'll have any objection to me identifying it for a cross-check. So, Silver, you know, no, in fact, if he, once you declare it, he's actively happy with it. Silver, you know this is a cloak of resistance plus five, and it will make you more awesome and give you plus five resistance if you put it on and things. Yeah. And you... 
you just Seol tells you there are depths that have not been plumbed in this thing because it's obviously a strange and bizarre artifact. Um, and you you just you think this is true. Like the cloak will probably do all sorts of awesome things if like you can feel it stronger than he can, even without identifying it. Yeah. It's radiating strength to you. Oh. In some fashion. Oh, sexy. <laughs> Well, it makes me Basi- stronger. Basically, <laughs> you could get it to do more stuff in theory. Okay, so uh, should I... And it totally on? won't change your alignment or anything. No. I wouldn't wear Well, how else are we going to find out more about it? We could leave it safely in the bag until we destroy it. more about it. It's entirely up to you. Um, my um, out of character experience is that such things bode not well, but that's not Jack's experience. Well, if you yeah. turn you I'm going to burn you. <laughs> You're probably going to burn him anyway. Yeah, that's true. It's like, it the first time we get a huge pile of treasure, we identify it, and you know, our new cloak does something weird. Yep, yes it does. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> in Corvosa, <laughs> terrible things are afoot. Mm. Mm. And so. I think we will, um, yeah, we, we actually won't close out entirely on the scene because we'll go back and do stuff with Alagos and possibly see all of anyone else wants them for anything of that sort yeah. of thing. But yeah, you look at the, um, you look at the cloak and you wonder what secrets it could hold and what Shredwing could do to make Silver Rose even more amazing than he already is. And you know the rest of the party's like at what cost? And so it was like plus five cloak of resistance. Come on, what cost is there? There's no downside here. I'm I'm Griff. I've got a plan. Well, that's and that's a good segue into the next week. And then indeed we cut away. Silver's like, yeah, I'm going to be the awesomest Mandravius ever in this. And we cut away to Griff leaning against the wall. I'm going to be the awesomest Mandravius ever, thinking in his own head. And we pan around the room, and what we see back in Corvosa is inside the dead warrens, uh, inside where the secret meeting is taking place, is in Rolf Lamb's old hideout. Um, But there is a doorway that was not there before, glowing in the air, filled with strangeness. And we see Griff comes in, sort of looks around, mm-hmm. walks into it, and one by one, a couple of other people appear and walk into it with him. Commander Marcus in- or not Commander anymore, Administrative Assistant Marcus in- <laughs> yeah. Ishani Dartry, Cleric of Abadar. Um, why the fuck Meredith dubbed the person who totally isn't Neolandis yeah. Karapopoulos in disguise. Nezario Belkivitos, I believe. Yeah. Wait, we let Meredith name Yes, yeah. of course she did. Um, <laughs> and finally, Eris Yellow Eyes sneaking in, and then Ruad Murakova is like, I'm awesome, I'm awesome, I'm here temporarily. <laughs> I'm prettier than Griff. <laughs> steps and in as more well. awesome as well. And inside we see the old woman, Bishop Kapara de Bear, and Rasma Vogue, she turns and says, thank you all for coming. We must discuss what has happened to Field Marshal Tresidia Croft. Voice of the editor here. As Meredith couldn't make session 94, I spent some time with her between sessions, catching up. This is her having a solo role-playing scene with Aren, the captured Red Mantis assassin, and then with Shadow Count Seol. It occurs in the days while the party is identifying Shredwing and waiting around near the Acropolis. 
So, Alagos, you have uh, finished up poking around the Acropolis of the Enshrined. You have taken um, uh, Shredwing out and basically returned out. Um, uh, that was the other one. Presented Amalia Isaflame's body to Crojan, who has been quite moved by it. Um, and presuming that Alagos doesn't want him for anything particular, um, she has ta- he has taken Amalia's body and all the Shawante have departed back to the Skullquar. Yeah, I mean, as a cleric of um, Phrasma, he would kind of do certain, um, like, say certain prayers because yeah. it's about returning along, you know, lost um, body to its proper place yeah. and... He feels very strongly about it, but it's yeah, uh, the, it's a Shawante thing. The the Shawante traditionally um, would burn her body and return her return her spirit to Father Sky, basically, mm-hmm. where it will go back into the earth effectively. Yeah. Um, in this particular case, they're not doing that immediately. They're going to take her to the Skullqua so that they can actually show her body around and yeah. let it be seen and let it be known what happened to yeah. her. And then they will probably make a much more elaborate ceremony of it. Yeah. Um, Alagos would probably be slightly um, slightly weird from other people's perspective and that he'd be like, yes, you know, I knew her and she was like yep. this and like this and blah, 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 and, yep. you know, a great yeah. asset. To her corpse is functionally mummified at this point. It was yeah. sort of down in a semi-airtight environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, I don't yes. know if that would make a difference to, like, the listening people who are like, he's claiming he knows her is he just well, weird not or? so much amongst the Shawante who have kind of already got that information anyway yeah. because that's the context of what Elgos is yeah. anyway so you have um, depending on which you want to approach first um, Shadow Count Seol is just kind of here um, either doing a bunch of divinations on um, Shredwing or not yeah. depending on when you catch him Yeah. Um, and Crojan has basically hauled the Red Mask assassin out of here like he said he would. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely looks like Crojan's kicked him a couple of times on the way out, but he hasn't slit his throat from yeah. anywhere. Um, and so this guy is basically tied up, and at the point you come out, almost certainly still unconscious because you just haven't been in there all that long. Yeah. So the floor is yours to do as you please with him. It is an... Um, Red Mask assassin who has been taken out, presumably taken out of his armor. Yeah. Hands tied behind his back, dumped at the wasteland function. Cool. So, what's his hit points sort of at? So, at present, he is unconscious. You're Mm. basically expecting him to come around at some point in the next couple of hours. Um, You can wait for that to happen. You can heal him, or you can simply revive him by virtue of basic non-magical methods. You, sh- you shake him, you, you splash water on his face, etc., etc. I think what I'll do is I'll... It's pretty much the end of the day, right? Very much so. So I'll, I'll use a couple of like my mi- more minor heals and also like do some kind of very basic... Um, mundane healing, like yep. bandage yep. things, put ointment on, um, more because I don't want him revived to 100% yep. immediately, but also yep. I don't want him to suffer for... Yep. Like a cure of minor wounds brings him back to functional immediately, yeah. so it's very simple, you just yeah. go, and he's he's not fine, but he's, um, funct- he's perfectly functional. Yeah, and like, so I'll kind of bandage him up and do this, and then kind of what they'll grant uh, this mortal for the sum time through which 
he passes through this earthly realm, some sucker, and you know, don't you? He comes to and goes from sort of groggy, groggy out of it to the eyes lit open slightly, alert, mm-hmm. and then immediately sort of scan from side to side, check the environment you see his arms yeah. tense as he pulls on the ropes and basically within a couple of seconds goes from incoherent and unconscious to very rapidly, okay, I've been captured, bad shit's afoot. Mm. And awake and alert and looking at you. Mm. Uh, Ho there, fellow. Uh, I do not know that name. Uh, Would thou have some water? And I will sip the water slightly first. Yeah, and again he takes... Because he's basically looking at the surroundings. He's basically restrained by sort of hands, hands around a pole kind of thing. Yeah. Um, stop doing that. It's hurting my arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's he will sort of look around, take a scan, and you've basically got like the party is sort of visibly off over there-ish. Kind yeah. Of thing. These Crojans guys. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody see all of this fucking bone. Nobody charge. is eavesdropping on this conversation, but it's going to become very apparent if he cuts, if he splits, slits his bonds and jumps at you, yeah, yeah, screaming yeah. pretty yeah. rapidly. So he takes a long look around, assesses the situation, closes his eyes again, then opens them again and nods to the water. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you. If thou wouldst like some more, it can be so. So what's going on here then? Well... What do you want of me? I thought we might have a small philosophical discussion. He 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 stares at you slightly incredulously and you, you get again the eyes sort of roam up and then what are you like he's checking you for, you know, knives, scalpels yeah, yeah, yeah. in that neighborhood and then again slightly wary nod at this. Hmm. Yeah. I pray thee, forgive me, for I am an old elf, and uh, not greatly used to company. So I do go on uh, in a goodly manner. But I suppose neither of us have anywhere to be this hour, or indeed the next. True enough. I would be interested in thine thoughts. Uh, hast thou read the Book of Man? Or perhaps you would know it as the Path of Ways? Which is basically the, the holy books of Uchikik. Yes. It's like whether he's like just some dude who's like an assassin or whether he's like knows kind of what he's doing. I'm trying to ascertain. He looks kind of surprised. <laughs> it's like it, it, pretty much everything he does is tinged with a slight and very understandable weariness at this point, but he looks like surprised. He says, Yeah, I've I've read the book of ways. Most, if you know enough to know, to have read it, you know most do before they 
come far enough to get the brand, he sort of gestures to his shoulder and basically here on his bicep he's got this big red N looking thing that yeah. is a couple of mantis arms length. Yeah. There are indeed other scriptures uh, relating to the mantis god. Um, I refer, of course, to the Windsong Testaments. Um, old, old stuff. In- interesting, though. It relates to... Um, the god's birth. Uh, the eighth god to be created, I think, and uh, began as mm, uh, loyal and devoted guardian, but watched over the birth and deaths of souls as he does still I suppose in his way but the terrible the terrible madness of Rovagad plunged him into savagery and madness and perhaps Thine own life has taken a similar path. Great circumstances can overwhelm everything sometimes. He sort of nods, thinks thinks about that, nods. You're a lot more educated than you look like. had hundreds of years to study. I understand what you're saying about how your life can end up taking a role like that when you're not quite expecting it. Mm. But we are what we are now. I'm I'm a Wren. My name is Alagos. A pleasure to meet you, (laughs) Wren. He rolls his eyes like, I would shake your hand, but... Verily hmm. so. Uh, I am sensible to the irony. In any case, uh, I am a priest of the Lady of the Sepatures, Verasma. Ignores. Verasma's hmm. oh. uh, promise is. Prim. Prim eyes? Prim eyes, no. Province. Prismas provinces. Death. And the souls going to it. So. Uh, which is. Everyone. True enough. But perhaps I might see how. And he looks over at the rest of the group. Uh. Thou hast become of special concern to me. It's been my experience that 
a lot of people in the world don't understand the nature of death. It is coming, it comes for us all sooner or later. Now that we certainly hasten, hasten it along to follow in he who walks in blood's footsteps. But that doesn't mean that we're not natural, that we're not wanted. If we weren't wanted, Reed Mantis would never have a job, never have a purpose. We have both. Verily mm-hmm. so, Tora. It says, I mean, bones fall in a spiral. Every soul signs a contract with death in being born. I must ask you is is the blood veil truly the place thou wishest to go? That's the afterlife? Yeah, that's the realm over which Adjakek reigns. Fascinating. It's, it's also the name of the plague that went through Corbosa. Really? Yes, the blood veil. That's funny. Um, largely unrelated. Uh, not entirely unrelated because that was actively created by a Red Mantis um, yeah. doctor. That, that makes sense then. Uh, but I, I hadn't picked up that connection before. Um, uh, blood red forest. Sharp as knives, some say. Where all are hunted and all are yet prey. He shrugged at this and looks a little unhappy. You're a lot better educated on the ways of the Red Mantis than most, Alagos. Cinnabar and some of the elites would be most interested to meet you. Uh, I am uh, a scholar of religion and I have great interest in all the gods and their doings. I hear what you say. He sort of thinks and chews this over a little. He says, It ain't like I got up one morning and just decided, Aaron, this is what you want to do with your life and your eternity. I started down at Carabaga, where everyone's got a price and nothing comes free. You start on the streets down there, you work your way up with whatever talent you've got. Some girls got the pretty, got the prettiness to lie on their backs and make it. Some people got the muscle to stand around look intimidating and make it. Some people get into more honest work, but it's hard to take it away at any moment. Me, I went with what I was good at. Killing folk. I've heard many such stories the more I hear of cities and their folk. My own upbringing was desolate, rural. Yeah, one of them live in the wild and eat bugs, sort of elves. He smiles and shrugs. Yeah. Fish, mainly. Thing is, you can make enough you can make enough money to have a job where you can get fish anywhere, but 
It ain't about fish today. It's about fish tomorrow and fish next week. You break your arm, or somebody breaks it for you, and you won't get no more fish. If you can get a bit of money aside, get things working for you, get some friends around to protect you, and that sort of thing happens, then you're ready for what tomorrow might bring you. When you start getting good at the killing, then people come asking for you. People come with more money, more offers, more tomorrows in their hands. Eventually, an organisation like the Red Mantis comes knocking. They say, we've heard of you. Kind of an honour, in a way. They show you the money. It looks like a good tomorrow. And then you start walking the path of blood. Maybe you know a bit about us, but I don't think you know everything. I don't think you know once you start walking the path, you don't walk off. Do I want to go to the blood veil? Doesn't matter what I want. That's where my tomorrow is ending up. I want to buy the next tomorrow and the next one. I had to pay that for it. My logic is sound in its earthly way. But the tomorrows here can't compare to how many tomorrows there will be on the other side. Our diest now? Our diest uh, 50 years? Uh, he kind of looks at the guy and tries to assist humans' age and kind of shrugs. Yeah. It will make no difference to eternity. Like we started with, death's coming for us all sooner or later. Death is not something to fear, he says in his his eyes glaze slightly and his accent almost drifts away into something slightly more chillaxian um, as you recognize something that's been drilled into him by Rose. Death yeah. is nothing to fear. Death comes for us all. It's our constant companion, always stalking, always waiting. Must always be ready at a moment's notice for death. Death comes easy and lightly. Failure lasts forever. Die before you fail. Very moving and true, too, in its way. But tis only true, and I beseech thee listen well, tis only true if that is the death, uh, the after death, thou seekest. I serve my goddess, and I understand what my death will bring me. I understand whether I fall now or fall in 300 years. I know what my death is, and therefore that scripture is as true for me as it may be true for you. For I am happy in what my death will bring. What I ask you is, do, dost thou wish to spend thine death as thou hast spent thine life? He again shrugs slightly and looks kind of unhappy. I guess your death's 
Oh, this is going to be a lot like my life, isn't it? Hunting or being hunted. Just a question of whether you're strong enough to be the hunter. It's not what I want, but it's not what I wanted to start with. It's what's going to be. Either you get ahead, or you get cut down. That's how the world works. Might be different out in your rural community where there's nothing but you and three fish. Mm-hmm. Out here, here we don't measure how much things is in fish. We measure it in blood. It is true. But one gets few enough choices. And thou dost not seem happy with said equation. His eyes look kind of distant at the horizon when he say one gets few enough choices and there's a sort of slow, unhappy nod. Yeah. And as death be my province, as it is yours, in our different ways, you may begin to see, thou mayst begin to see, I have come to talk to thee, not to change the life thou leadest, not to promote my own views above yours, but to be certain that thine fate truly is thy wish. It was deal. It was the contract. You walk the path of blood, as long as you hunt, you get the wealth, you get the power, your life has meaning, your life has purpose. You don't break the contract. You never break the deal. Can I roll Tint's motto? Sure. Oh, please, yeah. uh, this the one you don't use? Yep. Yeah. That's the 17. Okay, so this guy has been definitely um, what you would call indoctrinated yeah. rather than brainwashed, I'd yeah. say, um, because the essentially there's a trade-off between how much um, how much brainwashing you do versus how much utility and independent thought you get yeah, off these yeah. guys. And the problem with the Red Mantis is any given assassin is reasonably competent, bright, capable of um, enacting, yeah. coming up with and enacting a plan. Yeah. Versus, like, Joe Sixpack, the street thug who hits people with a club yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Um, him, you generally could just brainwash the shit out of him, do what Asakak tells me, yeah. you know, beat shit with club, because that's all you want him to do. Yeah. Aran, on the other hand, would have to, like, learn about a target, study them, find the best way yeah. to assassinate them, think about what best accomplished his goals, etc., yeah. etc., so, while he's been heavily indoctrinated, he is by no means just a mindless fanatic that yeah. says what Asakak wants is perfect in every way. What's yeah. been done to him is more, it's less blindly follow Asakak's dictate, and more what's been drilled into him is there is no way out. You either fail, you know, or you don't. Mm. You know, you can die, that's acceptable to us, but you can't fail, you can't break the contract, yeah. you cannot go back on your, your deal once you are on the path of blood you will stay there forever that's what's yeah. been indoctrinated into yeah. him does that make sense? yeah does that answer your question? Uh, yes to a certain extent but I'm more interested in if I've rolled high enough to see how he's feeling about what he's saying because I've gotten some indications that yeah. he's partially with it yeah he is 
he is not um he is not happy about this. Yeah. Because um among other things, you can sort of indoctrinate a fear of death out of people, but you can never take away that primal element that's in them, that yeah. one moment of, oh shit, ten minutes ago I was very nearly dead. Yeah. Like, if it had been a club instead of a sap, yeah. my skull would have cracked and that would have been the end of me. Hmm. And particularly that gets him thinking about, well, you know, when I die, actually all that money and power I have, yeah. the red mass is kind of suddenly worthless, hmm. and I'm in the veil... Um, yeah. Being hunted or hunting, and is that the life I want, as you're saying? And the answer is no, not not really, but I just, I don't see any other way. Mm-hmm. This is what my life is. I'm set yeah. on the path. I'm going there anyway. I'm not happy about it, but my happiness is secondary to the deal. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, what would be evident from you here is basically the higher up you go in the Red Mantis, the more likely it is that the people are going to be heavily indoctrinated to the point of fanaticism. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm having this conversation, to Whereas, see if he is happy. And had, his... had you picked this guy up, you know, 10 years ago when he hadn't yeah. been indoctrinated at all, he was just a street killer who the Red Mantis had sort of hired and mm. put to some tasks to see yeah. how he did, then it'd be reasonably easy to get yeah. him off the path. Yeah. I shall be frank with thee. I am... The only one of our party who sees the need to keep thee uh, well. He nods in the sun surprise. And I do it to ascertain thy agreement with thy fate. My lady be a heavy burden sometimes. She is the guardian of souls. And I shall be happy to shepherd thee to the blood veil. But only if that place is where thou choosest to go. And what if it isn't? What other choices do I have left? Well... I think that rather depends on thee, does it not? There are uh, hundreds of gods, hundreds of afterlifes. There is even the pool of mortal reflections which grants thee uh, another life to live if there be true question about where thou belongs. Nothing is written until death comes. That'd be nice. Have another crack at the whole thing again. But there was no guarantee it would be a better life. Could be worse. Okay, so where were we? So, I just made, I can't remember what happened after that, but I know I just made a check. Yep. Which you told me about where he's at. Yep. So he is, um, yes, he, he can't see the way off his path, fundamentally. Yeah. Um. And I think the next thing is probably me to make some kind of knowledge check, like, about what I kind of know what that means. Does that mean he's... Cursed, yep. and if he deviates, that, that he's going to be religion. killed or whatever. 
fortunately I have really high nitrogen because it's a roll. Uh, so that's a 16. I'm assuming I don't get my plus two bonus because I'm not like spinning. <laughs> Excuse time. me, one moment. I'm just going to read books up on loading. Okay, so um, when he says this, he largely means it in a very earthly sense. Uh, okay. um, he has he has been indoctrinated uh, manually and physically as yeah. opposed to um, magically. Yeah. Um, certain parts of his. Um, Red Matter's powers he will lose, among other things, and you might have assessed this, or, or the other PCs might have done it before, or what's kind of wrong, but that I've told you anyway. Um, their armor has, like, magical properties that only work for people who are members of the Red Matter's assassin, mm-hmm. so if you turn your back on Asakak, it, it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. But that's more of a temporal loss of power, which doesn't seem to be his concern. Yeah. His concern is much more practical. If you step off the way... Um, then you will be killed, yeah. you know, by the other Red Mantis assassins. Mm. Their organisation is basically self-enforcing. Their organisation is largely um, self-enforcing. Yeah. So if he steps off the way and becomes an ex-Red Mantis assassin, because presumably, like, the outcome you're looking for here is he's going to abandon his lifestyle in whatever fashion that looks like. Yeah. But he's going to stop being a Red Mantis assassin because there isn't really another um, yeah. way to do that. And when he stops doing that, the guild will hunt him down and kill him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's his, that's his problem. Mm. Well, stop me if I moved wrongly, but... Has thou not come to that point already in any case? He, he sort of makes this, uh, uh, no, you see, but, mm, gesture, so sort of, uh, mm, and he goes quiet and makes a little sort of pray continuous mm. gesture with his fingers. Thou dost seem to be quite recreant, and, uh, thou hast spoken of failure and its meaning. Thou hast failed. True Thou enough. art not yet dead. Yeah. Well, not yet, no. Pause may last a thousand years. Pause may last a minute. True enough. Although with the Red Mantis, it's, it's likely to be a lot closer to the minute than a thousand years. Thou hast not yet succeeded in killing uh, Silver Rose. Hey, not. No, not yet. Our, inf- our information was clearly wasn't accurate. Hadn't counted on you. Uh, Tis simple enough story. Uh, I was the not yet uh, one of their fellowship. I am not from Corvosa. I know little, but little of its politics. I am still, to a certain extent. Mine own elf. Lucky thing. You can walk away from this, you know. Tis true. Tis true. They don't have their choice. This is looking over at the rest of the PCs. Either the job gets done, or they stop us. I must confess, I'm leaning increasingly towards them stopping us. The more I see, and the more I hear. Well did seem to me down there and I indicate the temple with kind of a shake of my head and then shudder slightly 
that thou wouldst have been left for dead in any case. Happy in thy fate, tis the fate thou wishest. It really is not. I put a hand on his shoulder. Yeah. So, if thou fail, dost not die, is the outcome. He mulls on this for a few minutes. Yeah. You know, it doesn't happen all that often. Can't really think of it. I've, I've never heard of it happening, although, or I think about it, the more likely it is that anyone who ends up in my situation simply doesn't, either doesn't make their way back, or gets killed, and the higher-ups don't report it down to the likes of me. Uh, Typically speaking, if we miss the target in some way, if you'd gone, if you'd gone left instead of right, that kind of thing, we'd have simply circled back round, made another attempt in a different way, in a different style, another time. Not so much a failure as a postponement. Mm. Here, on the other hand, well, by the time you're uh, you're knocked out and tied up by the by your target, that's generally a pretty good sign you've screwed the pooch somewhere. Uh, forgive me, I, I do not... The pooch? Like you had sex with a dog? You've done something wrong? Ah. Mm. Um, no, no idiom. Maybe they don't do that kind of thing outside of Karamega. Little pooch screwing going on down there. Uh, fascinating. Um, not really. It's quite hideous to watch. The dogs make all sorts of noises. I must have... It's amazing what some people put their money into. I tell you what. I could tell you a story about a job I did in that neighbourhood one. Well, probably not yet. Never mind. No, no, no. We can go on. It it sounds hideous, but but bizarre. And I'm basically... I let him tell him his... Yeah. I let him tell me some dirty stories. Better work stories. Kind of just to let him kind of come to terms with maybe he won't die. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, a little bit of stress relief. Yeah. And kind of wait to him to come back yeah. round to the topic at hand yeah, and just kind fair. of... That's fair. Yeah. And he does so after a couple of um, yeah. amusing and or disgusting and offensive stories, depending on your takeaway. Yeah, this is great. I can just pull out some really bizarre, foul stuff at some point. For mm. like, yeah, this is what people do in cities, right? It's what people do in Caramega. <laughs> oh. But Caramega is a shit box by comparison to Corvosa. Is it? Yeah. And indeed, he'll openly say, yeah, it ain't a big, it ain't a big good city like Corvosa. Mm. Uh, everyone there just runs around and does as they please. Mm. No order. At least with the mantis, there's order. You know where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do, what the purpose of your life is, where it's going. may not be going where you want it to, but at least you know. Well, sir, it seems to me, I confess I'm not an authority, but it seems to me that you are an intelligent enough sort to bring order to your own life whatever way thou wishest. It is a difficult and demanding calling you have served with skills that could be applicable to many different paths. I suppose that's true. And 
before this conversation began, dare say thou wert expecting uh, torture, perhaps? Uh, some kind of, like, he wrinkles his nose in the sask, disgust, uh, drawn-out death? He he nods at this, like, just in a really calm and accepting yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's kind of generally how it goes. He doesn't seem overly alarmed by the prospect. Mm. That's what a lot of the training's for. So, if those others in your order would make similar assumptions, then it would not be hard to believe that thou met thou death, thou thine death here in this place. He thinks about this again, long, slowly, and carefully, and then gives a considered nod at it. Yeah. Makes a certain kind of sense. I imagine there's powerful magics that can probably track the likes of me down, but only if anyone thinks to come a-looking. Uh, judging by what happened, and I look again to my friends, the yeah. party, I'd say those who uh, think on such things will have bigger problems. Looks alright. I would say so, yeah. So. Now we have talked of eternity. Now we talk of life. Which is a funny thing for you and I. So long servants of death. What wouldst thou wish to do? It's a good question. Killing people's what I know. That's what I can do. But there's ways to do it. And there's ways to do it. I've heard a tale or two of fellows who hunt fugitives bring them back for gold. Bounty hunting. Uh, yes, that, that is it. Now there's a concept. It's a lot like a lot like the job and you need to bring it back alive. Get paid. Yeah. Of course thou couldst not do it in this place. Perhaps a boat out of Verizia might be in order. He nods this. Yeah. That would probably be well well advised. Piggy, there's some beauty there's some beauty about if we hear about Corvosa. If if thou thinks thou might have some chance at it, by all means. Susan hmm. just sort of uses and thinks on this mm. for a while. How do I know? Getting back to the death part of life. Mm. Where it's going to end up. If I don't even know where, what, what tomorrow's job's going to be. How do I know what tomorrow's eternity's going to look like? How do you stay so sure on that path? Well, I have some connection to my goddess which sometimes an advantage and sometimes begets more confusion than anything else. But as I said before, thou art a smart fellow. This, if there be knowledge out there, thou art well equipped to seek it. I can share tales of different gods, but perhaps what thou wishest is a chance at the 
pool of mortal reflections. It does sound good. A chance to go back, look at it again, do it all again, start somewhere different, end up somewhere else, make different choices in between. Tis a place, a pool, for souls to gaze into whose path is not certain, whose deeds are all mixed, good, bad, beautiful, horrific. So, if thou gave a little balance to thine soul, I do not talk of redemption. I am not a cleric of Saren Ray or Abadai. I do not count earthly deeds. But tis but one way to go where, what, where thou wishest. And that is to be the man who walks that path. I guess. There's no real way to know where you're going to end up, but to walk it one foot after the other and have faith going going there in the end. You, of all men, will know how such a thing works. You have been on a path. You have walked it one foot after the other. One trial after another. One direction. One foot further down the path with each step. Just this time without the hot knives and the flensing, I suppose. If thou... I do not put for asthma in your path above other things. But if thou wouldst seek guidance, I can bring it to you. Basically offering him a certain amount of divination, yep. you know, about his path and his death and his yep. fate, blah, blah, blah. You know, um I think I'm quite glad I didn't manage to kill you, Elagos. Well, you weren't paid for it. No one's paid for it. True enough. (laughs) It'd be a bit of world, I think, for like you were still living in it. About Cinnabar, the woman with the red hair. I can't tell you one thing that may or may not be of use to you. Blah, blah, blah. Ooh. He will give you a useful factoid, which the um, GM does not have Cinnabar's character sheet in front of you, and also it will be multiple weeks before you are next yep. running into her, but factoid. Uh, yeah. mm. I thank thee for thou candor. Something along the lines of, you know, you should be aware that she mm. can fly, or something yep, like that. Yep. That is one soul, I believe, who is... Quite withered to her path. She's got a body count. If I'm to break the deal, no great desire to see you five or six join it. Tis what it is. And looks at them. What I wish for them is the same I wish for you. For thee. But they know where they are going. That it brings them some peace. Well, I guess we'll see what we see. That's probably closed there. Yeah. Cool. And you can um, talk to the rest of the party and see if they're going to um, just throw it and throw them, up, throw them into a dark alley. Um, yeah. Tell you they're not going to do that and then do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, um, it's, um, I've got some, like, Zone of Truth style powers, so I can go, okay, cast it. Makes sense. He's going to tell us truthfully what he's going to do with his life. I figure I'll get the thing from him about what he plans to do. Yeah. And then tell them, you know, this is what he's saying. He's going to stop chasing them. I like the bounty hunting. I figured that might be like a few. Oh yeah, there's a great, a great bounty on a Bordell Mandravius. See, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm totally. I'm... Well, Tavia's actively paying people to look for Silver Rose. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who've already found him? I've got a good start on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I won't kill you. I'll just abduct him. She wants him explicitly alive. Honestly, that's that's an improvement. I'm starting, I've got a low bar, I'm slowly raising it. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm one level away from atonement. But I've got, um, discern lies. There we are. Cheap divination one that I can, um, basically just sacrifice a, um, a different spell and have discern lies. And I'm assuming that he's telling me the truth. When we talk about it with that on? Yep. Is that? Yep, that makes good sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I read his aura, and if he's lying, the aura changes. Yeah. Yeah. He is, of course, not lying. Yep. Easy enough. Just making sense for the fact of, like, other PCs going, like, no, he's just fooled the gullible cleric, and blah, blah, blah. Cool. Yeah. It's like, I, I really don't want this guy to be, like, assassinated by his own group, but I also really want him to meet again as this kind of slightly ruthless bounty hunter is trying to improve his life. <laughs> oh, that amuses me. GM's totally got this plan. Oh, cool. GM's, GM's got a plan, you know. He's got a name, he's got a background, he's got a purpose. Yeah. Um, I have concocted what he can tell you of Cinnabar, which I can either um, tell you now or just tell you at a later point as you head back towards her. I'll just write on my... Do you have a pencil? So, she's come high up in the ranks of the Red Mantis and call on Asakek's favour for his servants, can summon a variety of creatures. You know, this is not news to you because yeah. you've openly seen her do it. I think yeah. this came up in the session you were still playing. Yes, I did. Um, she can summon a bunch of things... Um, uh, she can go invisible, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh, the thing of use that, to you that you don't know... He said, you want to watch for one of your last tricks. When she disappears, and then a big red mantis turns up, you want to watch for the one with a crippled claw. Her mother did something to her, and he sort of will shuffle round um, and makes this kind of gesture at you, showing basically a missing pinky finger. Okay. Um, and effectively what he is telling you here is that... Um, she can not only summon mantises, which doesn't terribly surprise you because you've watched her do it. Yeah. Uh, she can also turn into a giant red mantis. Ah, right. Um, and one of her favorite tricks is to confuse people between, you know, ah, this is another, you know, yet another giant red mantis that yeah. she summoned, so we should keep looking for her. Ah, But yeah. if you know what you're looking for, what you've got is so the mantis claw has those little feelers down it. Yeah. Except on her, that one's missing. Ah, right. So knowing that, you can distinguish between, ah, this mantis is a summoned creature. Yeah. This mantis is actually Cinnabar polymorphed. Oh, that's cool. Wow. She's like, we've got a lot in common. 
She's she's got multiple levels in the Red Mantis Assassin Prestige class. Mm, makes sense. Does sound like a cool prestige class. Mm, you could join it too if you wanted to. Mm. Not not this game, but I am tempted. All you need is to um, have killed a bunch of people. Uh, be a different alignment. Exotic weapon proficiency, sawtooth saber. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious, actually. What? Uh, I suspect they've cut it for space, but um, according to this, you are neither obliged to actually be a member of the Red Mantis, nor, you know, know any of their secrets in any way, nor kill nor kill anyone. All you have to do is be evil and have proficiency with a sort of saber. But... Well, I guess it's if you want to play an assassin. Yes, but no, this, this is like a really specific one. You know, yeah. what they do is they call mantises and they turn into mantises and they get special magic blood yeah. healing and all this kind of thing. Yeah. It's quite cool. Yeah. Part of the reason why I looked into it was like, oh, this is cool. Because I ran into him. I ran into that stuff in the Aslanti thing and the disaster god thing. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because Asakak is an old Aslanti yeah. um, deity of some kind. Yeah. Yep. Cool, cool. All good. Yay. Do you want to leave it there, or do you want Shadow Council as well? I'll put Shadow Council. It'll be a shorter conversation. Right. Given that, well, it might be, but it's, it's not. So I am moving in and out of the Bone House, mm. doing my divinatory efforts upon the Shredwing, or what have you. Mm. At any given point, I am here for at least two days, so you have ample opportunity to catch me in a place and time of your choosing. Mm. So he's a Count? is a shadow count. Which means what? Yes. Um, you are, in fact, welcome to give me a knowledge civilization check. Here. Um, 25. One moment. Shadow counts your words. Because, of course, the first thing that occurs to Alagos is, how do I address this man properly? Uh, so... Count would be the appropriate form of address. Yeah. Um, which, um, given you either know or could very, you either already know or could very rapidly assess that he is Ustalavian based on his yeah. accent, which is totally fancy Transylvania. It's full of yeah. werewolves and vampires yeah. and all that kind of just superstitious peasants, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, uh, having a title of count merely makes him a noble there, yeah. which is not inherently in itself very meaningful. Ustalav has lots of counts. It's like Russia. Yeah. And that could be anywhere between, you know, he is the head of an incredibly small village made up of, like, eight people yeah. to he's functionally a huge baron that rules over hundreds of acres of land. Yeah. Probably leaning towards the latter rather than the former, given his stance and where he is now and that sort of thing. Um, the title of Shadow Count, however, is not related to Ustalav, and um, thus you do not actually know at that DC, but it is presumably related to his standing in the Brotherhood of Bones. Mm. He's presumably a muckety-muck in there. He's, he's described it briefly as being there a sect about Asmodeus in the guise of um, his the Lord of Pain and Fear. Um that it's not very popular, so the Brotherhood of Bones are small, yeah. you know, their their membership worldwide is probably measured in hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. The entire people they've got on this Casabon thing and this location are him and Laori. Mm-hmm. So being a high muckety muck in that might not be that hard, but it does mean that he's somebody high in the Brotherhood. Right. 
Cool. I beseech thee, Sir Count, may we have words? But of course, Aldous. Forgive my curiosity, but why dost thou hide thine ears? And his eyebrows come up very slightly. This is his big shock surprise face, just sort of this. Yeah. He just doesn't get the, oh my god, kind of thing into it. You are perceptive, even for an elf. There are many of our kind that content to rely upon their innate capacities without a willingness to train them further. I myself have been much more focused on my books and my learning and to be able to spot such a comparatively small deception. And he reaches up and he's basically got like painted tape over them and he will indeed pull on it and tweak it slightly and you see his ear goes up into elviness yeah. and he will damp it back down again. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been my finding and perhaps for one and he stops and looks you up and down and takes a long look at you, um, indifferent to effectively assess your elfish. <laughs> but to the best extent that he can, you look like an old elf. I guess what he'd assess would be like, my stuff is just way, 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 way out of date. Yeah. <laughs> I am, it has been my experience that Humans whom I have primarily interacted with in the Brotherhood of Bones, they seem to have a unique take upon the nature of pain, a unique attraction to it, I suspect, because their lives flicker and fleet so fast. They are filled with pain and much fear. I have discovered that they do not take one of my youth seriously. I am... To you, I think, but a stripling of a mere 180 years. Goodness, my lad. My deceptions do not extend quite just to my ears, he says, and sort of rolls his long grey hair around, which is, he doesn't, he doesn't change in any fashion, but presumably it's dyed or something in that neighborhood. Yeah, and I go smile suddenly because, like, I'm the guy who's like, 600 and something and pretending to be like 300. Yes. <laughs> it has been my experience that humans do not take one's learning seriously when one is still, excuse me, their awful expression wet behind the ears. It is a continuous source of dry amusement to me that my counterpart, Leori, whom I do not believe you have had the dubious pleasure of meeting. She is but a hundred and a very young hundred. So she's like pretty juvenile. She's eighteen. Mm. You know, he's saying she's she's kind of eighteen but behaves like a fifteen year old. Yep, yep. Um humans are continuously paying her continuously paying her a little respect despite the fact that she has been alive for hundreds of years more despite the fact she's been alive for decades more than any of them in Leori's case it is earned but in many cases for those of our elvish lifespan it is not the fact that I have had more time to contemplate my life and the greater fate and meanings of the universe 
to have had decades to have studied the gods and their nature, why fate can be cruel and why pain exists. To have that dismissed in an instant by some mere human of 60 years old is a distressing experience to me. I find that if they see me more on their level, there's a certain amount more respect paid. And it has been my finding that elves in these particular parts, he stops and, you know, again takes a long, tearful sentence. I think perhaps judging from your clothing and manner, you are foreign to the lands around, surrounding Corvosa and this part of Varesia. At least, perhaps you have not visited here in some while, which to a human lifespan is immeasurable. I confess I have not seen such sights for hundreds of years. And you have not yet had over much opportunity to interact with the city of Corvosa, then? No, though I have not been pleased by what I have heard. Elves there and in some other locations across Parisia are seen as... He stops and, you know, like, pauses, but... Again, he creates the impression of with all the time in the world. Mm. He's got... He, he literally just sort of stopped and goes... And does this for about three minutes straight. I'm totally fine with that. I'm not going to play that out because it's just a really long awkward Mm. pause. But he's not trying to be awkward. He's just contemplating his next point. I'm good with this. Elves are seen as exotic and desirable. Certainly. The example put to me is one uh, Seneschal Tanith. Tanith Mandravius is seen as a a catch, a bauble to be displayed on Lady Octavia's arm. Their son, Mordell, before his untimely death, was a half-elven child, seen as... It would be seen as a victory for Octavia to have conquered such an exotic treat as an elf. Uh, Deceased? Hey, I should say it slightly. Um, uh, it is my understanding that Mordell Mandravius is dead. Ah. I have little to do with their affairs since my initial meetings with Lady Octavia and my request for her assistance at the Brotherhood of Bones. She does not understand the subtleties of pain, its necessity in our world. She sees Asmodeus as a club to be wielded against her enemies. She is not altogether wrong, nearly mostly. Well, I do not claim to agree with either of you, but I certainly agree that Lady Octavia lacks subtlety. <laughs> As would so many. <laughs> <laughs> long, sheared look. Perhaps you have had the fortune in your life to have not encountered over much amounts of pain. Oh, indeed not. I I have suffered, so many have suffered, but I do not praise the hammer that falls upon my fingers. The hammer? No. 
the sensation and the feeling will teach you to be more careful with the hammer next time. That is his gift. While it may hurt now, your fingers will remain unbroken on the second opportunity. Pain is an instructor, a teaching methodology. It is vital that we learn it so that we can accept the pain that is in our lives without it, without thinking that there is a purpose to it. We are simply adrift at the whims of whatever cruel fate may throw us. Have you experienced overmuch loss in your lengthy open lifespan, Odos? Do another mourn, for I have lost an entire world. You have not yet perhaps had the experience of a human telling you that as that occurred over 40 years ago, it says picking a date clearly from his history rather than yours, that by this point you should be over it and moving on. Over it, he says, with this distasteful look in his eyes. He doesn't air quote, because yeah. that's not his nature. Over it and moving on with your life. I believe all moments are always with us. Even those we do not remember. That too is another joy of pain. The memory of that which is lost may bring us pain. That pain ensures we remember it. Mm. It is a noble philosophy, but does not seem to contain much hope. I do not ask for hope. I ask for purpose. I have seen that the world will not give me hope. I have seen that only purpose will keep us strong, enable us to continue. Some would question my choices and offer me other options. Shavonites telling me it is time to get over my pain. Settle down, find love and happiness. He says with a slightly roll of his eyes, as if I have not spent decades contemplating the question. Asmodeus is honesty. Asmodeus is purpose. As sharp and as clear. May I ask something of yours? You may. I have... It is not. It would be untrue to state that I have no secrets to hide, but I do not make any bones, if you will excuse my rather dry pun, about whom I am, what I am. Just a sort of shrug at that one is another question. I admit, as a servant of my lady, I was concerned for a time. I possess the ears to hear thine heartbeat. It was the pauses for this fifty years ago now, as time reckons, that I lost her, my bell, my flower. I speak of a wife, or she would have become so given another but two decades. Mm. Instead, she was taken in no heroic or grand way, no slain by a rampaging, foul and hideous dragon, no plague sweeping 
across the city, no valiant last fence of walls. A horseshoe with a nail missing. Sloppy work, but the kind of mistake that happens every day. A fall, a hill, a tree in the wrong position. A neck is broken and a life is extinguished. Where is she now? He raises his hands vaguely, generically, towards the heavens, sort of looks up at them and then shakes his head. I have no way of knowing this. The generic platitude would be in a better place. Thou hast some power. No, I'm not trying. Power's gone. Gone. I think and hope and pray to a better place. I would not lightly rest her spirit back, satisfy my curiosities and speak with her. She knows that I loved her. What would I say? I could speak to her for a thousand hours and still never say everything I would say. And yet the message is most important. She already took away knowing. There's no ambition to join her. Quite other. Do you speak of suicide, or do you speak of the afterlife? I am a Ferasmin. I always speak of the afterlife. <laughs> he, he smokes for something, of course. I have just finished a quite fascinating discussion with that young soul, and I point to the mantis that's been tied up. Yes, I observed it somewhat from a distance. Mm. Your colleagues would say that you are wasting your time, I suspect. We spent some hours in quite fascinating discussions of the blood veil of Achikik. You have an amount of gifts. Few, the most the commoner on the street could only tell you the Red Mantis are assassins for hire of a religious cause. Some people even believe they are bugs in armor. He says, shaking his head, dismissing the general stupidity of people. Mm. Uh, I am but a humble scholar, only recently descended from my tower. This, it flicks the air again, is somewhat to keep me safe from those who would like me to move on from Bell. Concept of being seduced it's distasteful and I should warn you as I suspect our paths will cross again my colleague Leori is not fond of her own people I would ask that you keep this from her Uh, perhaps consider your own affairs uh, uh, sir I think I'm far too old to garner such interest Uh, perhaps an elf of two hundred, the hair not yet turned silver, might have uh, such problems as the... But it's also, um, Leori doesn't like elves. Yes, I'm just, he's just amused, but yeah, people will be after you, and it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the other end of that. Yeah. It's it's true. 
It's, it's literally one of the pre-established things in Corvosa is elves make up like 0.5 percent of yeah. the population, and they're all seen as like yeah. it's got like that. Um, I guess the closest Earth equivalent is like that Scandinavian blonde thing. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, they're one of those. You know, yeah. French chicks do American. But part chicks of me are. is basically like, yeah, I, I, I'm too old, right? I'm looking for him to go. Yeah, true, you're old. Yeah. yeah. No, he he does not. There are women. There are women of all ages in Corvosa. Goodness. Uh. I understand that Mad Queen Domina kept a trio of elves. Kept being the operative word. Uh, had not thought. That is not the usual circumstance. You need not fear being taken. But I do not think you will lack for offers. Although a man of learning can be enough of a repulsion to some woman. Not the special ones, though. He says, and his eyes glaze slightly. Mm. My heart was taken long ago. I do not think it shall be again. Certainly, I have little patience for such things about this gymnastics. Did she die? Not as your wife died. She was older than I. She went in her time. I was. As you are, perhaps. A young fellow looking to seem grave in years. Yeah, he, he just <laughs> sort of nods, gives a little half smile. It's like, yeah, I did, I'd, I'd like to dispute that point, but I have, I haven't a leg to stand on. Yeah, it's like he can do that to pretty much anyone else, yep. but not a really old elf. Yep. <laughs> I understand the dilemmas of a scholar. And I disagree with your conclusions, but if thou art happy with them... I would certainly be delighted to debate this with you at considerably greater lengths. Leori is distressingly blunt when it comes to such matters, and I do not mean by any stretch of imagination to the extent of Octavia... She is a hammer, not a hacksaw. And I'll basically, you know, start having yeah. some kind of religious yeah. debate. Like, this guy will go all day. Yeah. He has spent decades reading yeah. religious book after religious book after religious book. As have I. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just going to be the lengthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, it's not like, um, uh, are in. Like, I'm not trying super hard because there's a deadline here. Yeah. I'm kind of just going, well, you know, yeah. there are other things, and other choices, other meanings. He's actually really interested in the debate for its own sake. Yeah. Like, like getting two philosophy students together. Yeah, yeah. He's not so much actually even trying to convince you of his point. Yeah. Just going, you know, if we consider the theorem that love is important, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 you know, Shailen would teach us, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'll be I'd bring up many of the same points that um, in some ways I brought up with the other dude. Like, yes, but the sucker is such that, you know, the years you'll be spending on Galarian will be as nothing compared to the years you'll be spending 
in um, hell, etc., etc. Although, as the, Asmo- in a, the hell of Asmodeus is a place of purpose, of discipline. Everyone in their place at their time it is controlled, understandable, not so subject to Phrasma's whims of fate. True. But yet it bears no possibility, no spark of anything but what is expected. Possibilities bring hope, and hope, it is my experience, brings not pain, but it's far fouler, cousin, one our law has no truck with, suffering. It serves no purpose. And yet, to me, suffering and pain are but like cousins. Of sort. In the same way that an elf is a dwarf, because they both breathe and use their eyes to see the world around them. Pain teaches us lessons. Pain warns us. Pain keeps our memories. Suffering. Torture can be used on occasion to extract information when such is necessary, but there it is for a purpose. Suffering is a cancer, a slow-wasting disease that exists to cause only itself. Mm. Pain should be applied precisely, sharply, correctively, and conclusively. Or is it simply that suffering is what you would stand, and pain is what you inflict? I, my colleague, finds a certain joy in inflicting pain, and, it must be said, disturbingly receiving it. I have no desire, no great desire, to do either. I merely wish to let people understand why pain exists in this world. I have suffered greatly. Then you have my condolences. But I believe, as you say, it has brought me some wisdom. If there had not been kindness, if there had not been mercy, admixed in such measures, then I would have found it quite difficult to cling to purpose without hope, as you seem to do. And fate has twisted kindly in your favour. The horse throws its shoe upon the right side, not the left. The hill you fall down is simple. You bruise your foot. And you get back up, thankful for the blessing you did not fall down the slope on the left. Bell did not have that choice. Fate was not her friend. I simply look to the future. And I look to the past, to what has been, to learn what the future will be. I do not look for mercy or kindness. Galarian is not overfull with such things. I look for what I expect. Then I am prepared to find it. Such rigid dictates. I do not think this world will ever suit the perfection of thine theory. Then we can but look forward to the afterlife where such things will last in more precise and rigid lines 
without fates, vagaries, and cruelties to interfere. I perceive you like Phrasma as much as I approve of what is it called? Asmodeus. I have spent long years in contemplation of the Lady of Graves, asking her why. As well you know, she is often silent on such matters, keeping her own judgment. I prefer answers and order to vagaries. If there is pain, the pain must serve a purpose. Where your lady would give me silence, Asmodeus would give me purpose. Not leave me struggling and floundering to drown under my own misery fighting it. Yeah, he's, he's actually quite strongly opposed to Phrasma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because fate is cruel. Yeah. Your lady's... The birth, I understand, of your lady's domain. The death, I understand. The life that lies in the middle is twisted beyond measuring. And yet she offers no guidance to it. Methinks thou confusest for asthma with such other things as rule over life itself. Birth, death. There is silence there because tis thine to make. He just, he just waits. Mm. You and I have suffered tragedies enough, but there is no bargain, only individual choice. If twas fated, all as you say, then you would not be people. You would be mere golems trudging towards some inevitable decay. That is certainly one way to consider it. The other... What? So am I fucking lengthy religion. I'm sorry! <laughs> we can stop. <laughs> <laughs> I do not mean to imply that Belle was struck down by any bout of divine intervention or that her fate was immutable from the moment she was born. Mm. I have enjoyed silence in my time, the moments to sit and contemplate at considerable length. But one does not enjoy silence when one comes to look for the meanings of one's existence. Such things are not found within ourselves. We do not exist to decide our own purpose. We are part of a greater whole, a greater purpose. This, I think, humans struggle to understand. They require the Church of Asmodeus to be more rigid and open and clear. This woman is the High Priestess, the one under her is the second in command, and so on and so on, down the triangle. That makes their place in the universe clear within their limited world view. I am older and wise enough to look further. The pyramid is not simply the organization of the church. 
of Corvosa, the pyramid is not simply the organization of the Church of Asmodeus upon Galerian. It is how we all interlink with each other. How the universe fits together, every piece serving its purpose. I admit, I have been shocked by what my fellows take as given, what parts of the world they do not question. But I think the shape you describe is far beyond the geometry of mere pyramid. And even then, subject to change at any moment, I admit to you, and perhaps you know that we servants of the Lady of Sepulchres are granted the privilege of seeing how we may die. I have heard that such a thing can occur in many cases. Then I shall tell you, I shall tell thee something which I have not told a soul. My ears are open. Hmm. Perhaps a fair exchange for thine own secret? He refers to his ears that are open. Yeah. See all nods at this. Hmm. I do not like the death I see. Does not suit. If I believed it immutable, then I should struggle. I should suffer. But tis no fixed thing. For this is not a plane of fixed outcomes like the one you dream. Thou dreameth of. Might I ask what is that you see of your fate? Uh, he shrugs. One death is alike to any. Tis not one I desire. Mm. So you all just, you know, listens to this, accepts it, and nods. I suppose that whatever happens, death comes to all elves. At least those who do not steer different paths. There are other options. Lichdom. Vampirehood. Love has its own mix of such unique lifestyles. Hast thou considered such things? You would be amazed to learn how many people think a count for most of us is automatically a vampire. Indeed, t'was how you were first explained to me. He looks over at the, the other faces over there and sort of raises them. What could possibly possess them to believe such a thing? Surely they do not believe simply because the sun is injurious to a delicate complexion that I'm going to burst into a cloud of flaming ash. He pulls his, his, his robe down slightly. Ah, so thou art still young enough for some vanities. <laughs> If you do not like the death that you see, perhaps you should seek to change it. Your lady offers you one choice, but there are other choices in the world. Asmodeus offers power. If power will change what you see, Asmodeus offers purpose to make sense of what you perceive. It is not death. I defy, but it's manner. As you say, fate is not immutable. Such things can be changed. But 
power and the learning to change them. And in this case, ally, he looks. Like an Aristarlin, you believe in the value of the community over the individual. Understandable, and yet Aristotle leaves his little community scrabbling to find their own wisdoms, each to find what is suitable to them and their own purpose. Surely they make decisions based on their individual sufferings, for no community is alike. It is an interesting way of perceiving it. There, their suffering may serve a purpose. Although since the community corrects the issue, it is more a matter of allowing pain to steer the course than allowing suffering to take root like a diseased tree. I would refer you to a... We will go on at this for endless hours, and I suspect we have probably reached our, yeah, our yeah, purpose yeah. here. You oh. endeavour to convert him to Phrasma, he endeavours to convert you to Asmodeus and the Brotherhood of Bones. And we end up talking about books a lot. Like, he's, he's pretty open about this, you know, the Brotherhood of Bones could use a fine scholar like yourself. Yeah. You know? we, would find, we would find ways to correct the faith you fear. Yeah, yeah. Etc, etc. And though basically I'll, um, like... I still don't like him. I'm not... I don't make any bones about yeah. that, and I don't make any bones about my distaste for kind of selfish evil shit, and yeah. I certainly... I don't approve of his fucking mummy house. Ah. Uh, yes, that was designed by a predecessor a generation ago of mine. He enjoyed the... Excuse me, skull motif. It is excessively gaudy, but such magical items do not come along every day. It is certainly preferable to the heat of the Cinderlands, injurious to a complexion. Mm. And I smile slightly, because my brain's thinking, yeah, he's, he's good. In a couple of hundred years, he's going to find someone else with his... <laughs> this is probably... But I'm not going to say that, because he started the conversation with, people say I don't respect my choices because I'm young. Yeah, he did. So I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to silently think it. He's a very old young, though. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. But no, I'll, um... I'll show him my, um, my vast library and my bag of holding. Yeah. And I'll, you know... Let him read some of my books. Do you want to know what he's got in his bag of holding? No. What? It's not actually a vast library. It's a substantively smaller one um, because he goes to other people's libraries. Yeah. Um, what he has is a smaller library, and then basically his own journal is effectively a string of library notes. Like, this one has a particularly fine collection of such and such volumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I have been to the River Kingdoms and discovered blah 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 kind of yeah. thing. Um, and a lot of what he's trucking around his bag are um, assorted sort of scrolls of, um, you know, things like Shadow Walk and that kind of thing that mm. let you go from place to place a bit quicker. That makes sense. So, so he's he is, a traveling scholar. He, he is a traveling scholar, fundamentally. Yeah, that's cool. And has been doing so for many years. Ooh. What level Shadow Walk? That sounds so cool. Uh, I am not sure, trip to tell. I don't think he routinely prepares it. Mm. Yeah. 
That was cool. Cool. So, yes, I think you should consider the wisdom of each community. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. The moon goes past in the sky. We cut back on you. Yes. And yet I would consider Shaylin's wisdom next when yeah. one assesses that yeah. blah, 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 yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, about yeah. where we will close out that's there. Great.